Hello and welcome back to the Binge Boys Podcast. We're here with you this week to talk about Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book 2, Earth. But before we get to that, let me introduce ourselves. My name is Enrique. I'm Eli. And my name is Tristan. And we are what you, ladies and gentlemen, can call the Binge Boys. Folks, we watched Avatar this week, and or these past two weeks. I can tell you what, very enjoyable experience. But before we get into Avatar The Last Airbender, a.k.a. Avatar The Last Clout Chaser, boys, what have you been watching? <laughs> Tristan, I'm going to start off with you today. What have you been watching? Oh, boy, here we go. Um, honestly... Pretty much, uh, pretty much just the same stuff, you know. Been uh, chilling with The Office. Um, I'm partway into season seven at this point. I'm afraid for after this, I'm gonna have to power through the last two seasons very quickly once I finish this, just because I know the inevitable. Um, that's okay though. Um, and then I really forgot there's nine seasons of that, bro. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, but then last night uh, with the family, went ahead and watched Onward. This is uh, the first time the rest of my family has seen it. That is the second time I've seen it. I think it's a good movie. It's a pretty quality movie, especially for Pixar. Um, not not disappointed in that one. Um, What's that movie about? I haven't seen it. It's kind of a coming-of-age film. Um, but there's like magic involved. So it's, it's it's not bad. I I thought it was okay. But like, what's the it. premise? Like, what am I watching? What is it about? Uh, this kid turns sixteen, and his older brother, um, is really into magic. Like, similar to like Dungeons and Dragons, but in their world, uh, just like a magical world per se. But it's been modernized, just like our world was. But they're all everybody that lives in that world is like magical creatures, elves, um goblins trolls stuff like that and then um so their dad has been dead since like right before the younger one was born um but their dad left them the ability to cast a spell which you know there's not really magic in the world anymore um it got you know outdated to new inventions and everything but um it gives them the opportunity to bring him back for one whole day using a spell uh but it kind of gets botched so they spend pretty much that entire 24 hours with just his legs and it's a journey to find what they need to bring him back fully yeah so that's a good i see i see is that all yeah. you, so that's all you watched this uh the last two weeks just office and uh and uh out whatever onward outcast out bitch out the outback <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I see, I see. Uh, yeah, that's outback. As much as I would have loved to hear about that, I couldn't help but just hear scratching in the background, Tristan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. But sit down, we, chill the fuck out. We have technical difficulties. I'm down. I don't We have technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We are amateur hour the the podcast. But that's why you love us. <laughs> Not really. But uh go moving on. Eli, what have you been watching this past week? Oh man. Me as well. I've been watching kind of the same stuff I have been. Uh, finishing up season one of Supernatural because I went back and watched that. And that was still good, still good. Um, also, watching Dexter. Or I'm on like season... Or I'm still in season one, but like episode like six. 
So he's still out killing people. Um, that's pretty much it, man. I haven't seen any movies since uh, the last movie that we reviewed. Um, to find out what that was, uh, go uh, check out Zodiac or the last episode. Just playing, but I think that's the last movie I watched. I really haven't been watching too much besides Avatar. I've been kind of busy. Fair, I, I, man. If you didn't see Zodiac last week, boy, you should listen to it. If you just want to hear an hour we, of straight comedy, that's all we got for you. I was say we actually are a true crime podcast. Uh, we're just kind of reviewing the deets of that. Catch us in a couple weeks for the debut of our true crime podcast, The Crime Boys. <laughs> the Crime Boys. The Crime. Oh, cr- the Crime Crew. Uh, but <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend on that one. <laughs> All right. So I'm not even gonna pretend on that one. All right, so past that, Eli, that's all you've been watching: Supernatural <laughs> and a movie. Yeah, I mean Supernatural and Dexter, which I think there's like I don't remember how many seasons. I think there's like six or seven. There's like eight, I think. Yeah, eight seasons of that. Holy so crap! It, it'll it'll be a while before I watch a different show. I've been kind of just watching those two back and forth, but I don't know, just kind of chilling, honestly, playing Clash of Clans. Shout out. Fair, fair. fair. <laughs> Clash of Clans. Throwback to 2012. Yeah, bro. All right. So I guess it's on to me now. If uh, This is the Enrique Anime Hour. If you would like to skip this section, there will be a timestamp to skip past my anime talk. But if you want to hear it, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. First, I was watching Air Gear, a 25-episode anime that I finished. It is... Uh, Air Gear is about people in the not so distant future where there is now like, you know, roller skates, right? But they're like motorized roller skates, but they're like super, super powerful, right? So you could like, you could like jump off a building (laughs) or scale a building with them, right? They're super, it's super, super dope, right? I like this show a lot. And basically it's about this kid who finds out, so his parents are dead. He's an orphan. He's staying with these three girls who are also orphans, but they were family friends of his when he was a child, right? And so basically, um, together they're just like a little, like, you know, they're just a family, basically, like a makeshift family with the, the four of them. And uh, the oldest sister basically takes care of the rest of them, right? Because the rest of them are still in school, but she's an adult. And he finds out one day that he wants to be what they call a storm rider, which is basically like uh, gang wars with these, with these, uh, with these, they're called air treks. They're called air ATs, basically. So he wants to be like a person who like fights people with ATs and like races and shit because he feels free when he uses them, right? Like he feels like he can fly and shit, which he can. Like he can get insane air, and everyone notices it, and they're like, "Oh, this kid has potential. This kid might be the Sky King." And then basically from then on, you find out like you start going on his journey to be try to climb the tower to be like the best gang in the air trek gang universe. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good show. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's, I like mastering it. the. I was just gonna say they mastering the roller bender element. Yes, roller bender. But like, I feel like that <laughs> show. I feel like that show is like really good if you like really fucking stupid anime. If you like take shit really seriously, like, you will not like it. It's very stupid, but it's very fun and very cool. At some points, it could be very bad at some points. Uh, sadly, if you would like to see the conclusion of the story, the anime does not have the full story in it. Because the anime did not get a season 2. And it stopped at 25 episodes. The show came out I want to say like 06, 07. And there has been no second season. And there's been no talk of a second season. 
So if you, so if you want the rest of the show, basically you have to read the manga for it. I've personally never read the manga. I heard it gets terrible after like where the anime ends, but like I, I am interested in checking that out. So that's Air Gear. Uh, good show. Would recommend. Then I was been watching. Uh, let's go with the Junji Ito collection. Have either of you guys heard of Junji Ito? <laughs> no, dude. No, 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 no just no. not even a little bit. All right, so he's a horror author, right? He makes horror uh, manga, and so it's basically like horror comics, right? Very, 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 very good author. From what the show is based on? Huh? Is this what the show is based on? Or the show is based on the manga, and this guy is a horror manga writer? Yeah, they're based on his manga stories, and he's the manga. Like, Junji Ito is an author, like a real-life author. Okay, okay. And the, cool. and the manga yeah. is based on the story he writes, right? Um, so, basically, I've never read any of his manga, but I've always been interested in it, because everyone says he makes the scariest shit. Like, it's not like it's not like American, like, you know, like, slasher, like, Friday the 13th kind of scary. It's more like psychological, more like us kind of scary, you know what I mean? Us and Get Out style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I went into it looking forward to it. It's okay. Like, it's not very scary, because, like, each episode has, like, two, two to three, like, side stories in it. And some of them are really good, and some of them are not. It really just depends. Uh, I've heard people say that the, the anime didn't do a good job of conveying the manga in this collection. And I've only, I'm have i 10 episodes deep so far out of 12. And I haven't been scared once or anything. I haven't been really spooked once. I mean, I've done some, what the fuck oh, is that? Man. But there's been interesting concepts, right? And so that makes me want to go read his material, because I've seen the concepts, and they look interesting as fuck. Like, let me, let me give you an example, right? One of them is there's this guy who's a painter, right? And he has this painting up in an art exhibit. And I, I guess in painting, they have, like, muses. Like, they have one person as their dedicated muse who they try to, like, recreate in portraits. Mm. And so he has it hanging there. And he's, you know, he's at the gallery drinking, chilling with everyone at his uh, his own uh, display. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, what's up? What's up? And he's talking to people. And this one girl goes up. She's like, hmm, your art's really good, but I just don't think you have the right muse. Yeah, and he's like, what? He's like, what do you mean? I've been working with her forever. And he's like, she's like, no, you need a better muse. He's like, what do you mean I need a better muse? Who could be a better muse? And she's like, me. He's like, all right, lady, get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? She's really out of <laughs> this dude. Yeah, she's like, get this. Like, hey, hey, you, you. Yeah, he's like, get the, get, he's like, get the fuck out of my face, whatever. And so then he's like, what a creepy bitch, right? So then he, he's painting. Now he's like, been a couple of days. He's painting at his house. He's painting the girl. The same girl that was in uh, his picture originally. His, his oh. normal muse, not this girl, right? He's painting his muse, right. and then out of nowhere, the door opens up, which is in his house, by the way. Door opens up, and she's like, ah, oh, you're still painting this old lady, huh? And he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, how'd you get here? She's like, oh, everyone knows where you live. It's not hard to find. He's like, wait. well, I guess I should probably move or something. Because he has, like, a big, like, manor, like a mansion, basically. He's like, well, I, she, she's like, well, I found it because it's such a big house. And it's like, oh, yeah, true, true. And then, then she starts talking shit to the muse and telling her that he told her, like, you know, oh, he told me that he's getting bored painting you and that you can't help him reach his artistic, you know, creations. And she's like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, my God, fuck you then. And she's like, I didn't, he's like, I didn't say that, though. <laughs> he's lying. I didn't say it. And she leaves. Yeah. And then, then she's like, well, now you got to paint me because you have no muse left. And he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, fine, whatever, I'll paint her. He paint, he paints her, and he does a really, really good, like, hyper-realistical portrait, right? And she's like, she's like, this is, <laughs> she starts laughing, she's like, this is terrible. And he's like, the fuck you mean this is terrible? This is like, you know, my best work. You know, I did you perfectly. 
He's, she's like, you must be joking me because this looks terrible. Whatever. I guess you can't really craft me the way I should be. I'd be leaving now. And he's like, no, wait, let me try again. And then she, then he leaves. She leaves. And now he's hung up on it trying to recreate her, right? Well, then he goes looking for her because oh, he wants okay. to paint her again, but he can't find her. And then someone shows him a picture of her. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, this new artist, you know, he's been making a collection or whatever of, uh, of uh, new things. He's been making new sculptures. And he's like, what? That guy doesn't make good sculptures. He's dog shit, right? He's like, well, he got a new muse. And, and then it's like, oh, shit. You know, you kind of put it together. It's like, oh, you know who the muse is. And he's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then the dude says the name, which is the girl's name. He said Tomie. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm looking for her. Where is he? I need to go find him right now. I need to go get her, right? Goes uh-huh. to the guy's house. He's like, he's like, where is she? He's like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Please leave me alone. I'm at my home. And he's like, he's like, no, where the fuck is she? He starts choking this guy out, right? Wait. Chokes him out. To Chokes the dude out in his own home. Beats his ass. Breaks into the room. Finds the girl. With a bunch of broken statues everywhere. And then she like, she starts crying. She's like, oh my god, he, you know, he was beating me up, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. He was trying me trapped here. And I'm just like, mm, I don't think so. All right. <laughs> takes her, takes her back, paints her again. But he paints her as like this disfigured two-headed monster. And he's like, this uh-huh. is you. This is exactly your likeness. I made it, I did it perfect this time. And she's like, are you fucking serious? And then she starts spazzing and getting up angry and stuff like that. And starts attacking him. Well, then he attacks her back. And he chops her up into pieces. But each piece he what chopped, the- he, each piece he chopped her up into starts growing, and each like so like say it's one arm, that arm grows into a body of her. Yeah. The head grows a body what of her. Hell? So each so each piece he chopped up turns into a full body of her now. So there's multiples of her around there, and so then it's like what the fuck, and then the short story ends, right? But I've seen people who own this manga, and the manga's fat as shit. It's like a 500 page manga or something. So I know there's more to that story, and Jesus. I was like, "I'm hooked. I want to go read that right yeah. now." Yeah, and that was like a sick one. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say, I know where you, uh, I know where you enjoy that. I know you like detective stuff like that, like not detective stuff, but like that's kind of like along the lines of like trying to figure out like what's going on. Type yeah, of, dude. I don't know. What, what do you give that out of ten? Uh man. If, okay, so it depends. If you're going into it looking for like classic horror and to get scared, it's like a four out of ten. It's not scary. It's just, it's okay, okay. right? If you, For me, at least. I don't know. Maybe someone finds it scary out there. I don't find it scary. If you are looking for some interesting concepts that can be expounded, expounded upon in his writing, it's like a 7, 8 out of 10. Because these, these ideas and concepts are fucking sick. But it's just that the, mo- the anime doesn't do a good job of it. I was going to say, I, yeah. I would have never thought of it, like anything like that. That's weird. He is nuts. <laughs> like... His, some of the stuff he makes is awesome. And I do want to check out his stuff in the, the books, but I just haven't got around to it yet. I'm reading too much other stuff right, right now. All right. Hey, fair enough. All right, so if, if you're getting bored among, of anime, don't forget to skip because i got three more left, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> after that... <laughs> three more? Yes. Can I skip? Oh, boy. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just after playing. that, I've been watching uh, Run With The Wind, which is a track in the field that uh, anime uh i'll give you the lowdown on this so basically uh one night this guy uh is looking he's looking for like someone or whatever and this kid like steals something from the shop and he's like hey come back here with my shit or whatever and then the kid just takes off running right he's just sprinting man's is just a beast he's full on sprint but he's keeping the pace for like five minutes straight just running and so then the dude chases him down on his bike he's like hey you uh do you like track <laughs> 
The kid's like, the fuck? Oh my God. The fuck? So basically, he brings him into this his apartment at the college they go to. He's like, I'm starting a track and field team. I want you a part of it. And he's like, I don't run track and field anymore. And then you find out about his backstory about why he doesn't want to run track and field anymore. And uh, he basically forces... <laughs> There's 10 of them, right? So it's the guy who stole some shit, the guy who recruited him, and then everyone else. He forces every other person living in that apartment to sign up for the soccer team. I mean, the track team. Or else they'll be kicked out of the apartment, <laughs> right? So it's like either you sign All up right. or you have to go find somewhere else to stay. And they're like, "What?" But this is so cheap here. He's like, "Yeah, you guys thought it was cheap because just cause? No, it's cheap because this is the dorm room for the the track team." And he's like, "They're like, oh shit, because they only pay like three hundred bucks a month for for food and room." Oh, okay. Right. So it's like it's a sweet deal, and now they're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so then he's like, "Either you're gonna sign up or you're gonna kick the fuck out." <laughs> and it's their journey Damn. of of those two guys who are both like really good track runners turning the other eight guys into track runners right and not just like short distance i think they're running like a they're running a relay marathon so it's like it's each of them has to run like almost a marathon length basically it's insane and he's has to prepare these eight guys who are just fucking normal dudes to get ready for that and it's it's pretty cool like you see them like you know go grow together then they have chemistry with each other they actually start to like each other because most of them just fucking don't care about each other or whatever it's it's pretty cool i like running with the wind so it's call of the wild with people what it's call of the wild with people instead of sled dogs you got a track team oh my god the wild with people oh my goodness what was that what was that call, Cuba, call of the wild wasn't that like cool dogs or something with ice with uh kuba goody jr uh, what was that show called? Oh, wait, what? You guys ever seen that, that, the slushing? What are you talking about? You ever seen the slushing movie? With the dogs? With, no. With Cuba Gooding no, Jr.? No idea. Like Balto? No. Not fucking Balto, dude. It's a fucking live action show with Cuba Gooding Jr. Or movie. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Cuba Gooding Jr. is? <laughs> I don't either. No. Radio? Is he from, is he from Cuba? No. Kubo okay. have, you guys, have you guys never seen Radio, the movie? No. Mm, have you seen Boys in the Hood? Uh, yeah. Talk about it. He he's the main character from Boys in the Hood. The the one that's not Ice okay. King or Ricky. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so that's Kubo and And then he was in Snow Dogs. <laughs> you guys ever heard about that? <laughs> no. Okay, well Jeez. I watched it as a kid. It's like a family movie. It's like a it's like a sledding movie. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a high movie. It's okay. It's kind of dog shit, but you know, just a high. You guys don't know who Cuba Gooding Jr. is? No. You guys I never mean, seen the Show Me that. the Money scene with like Tom? I mean, Cruise? yeah, that's I, I that's I don't know him by name though. Really, he's a really famous actor. Wow, you guys are. It's like not knowing Denzel. That's okay, it's not like that. It okay, is I know though. Denzel. For black people, it is, I guess. <laughs> Rise up, brothers and sisters. Um, so past that, uh, I watched God of High School again. It's still good. Fighting's still good. They've done a little bit of story now with characterization. Uh, but if you just like to see people punch people in the face and kick them in the mouth, uh, that's your show. And now, on to the okay. big one. I've been watching... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you could have just said who would isn't that the dude who played uh freaking OJ? You know him at okay, I hate you. Yeah, he, In, did, uh... he did play OJ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god. 
God, you know him as OJ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, didn't didn't he play OJ in the? Yes, in the OJ okay. versus the people. Yeah, did he did? Yeah. Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just trying to piece it together now. Yeah, no, I don't know him though, like like that. All right, so then I've been watching the big one, <laughs> Rent a Girlfriend. Uh, this came out <laughs> the week we did the the last podcast. So there's three been three episodes since. Boy, let me tell you something, guys. That show was very, very good for the first episode. Because the first episode was about this guy. His girlfriend just broke up with him. He's depressed. He's like, you know what, man? I'm just going to buy this chick's time so I can feel better. Hangs out with her. Ends up bringing her to his grandma. They get confused. It's like, oh, it's cute. You know, it's funny. Boy, the second episode turned to fucking degenerate. Holy shit. It was cutesy for a little bit because like, oh... Wow, the, the girl, the rent girlfriend happens to go to his school. They just saw each other, but she go, but she goes to school in disguise. She wears like glasses and a hoodie. Oh, the rent girlfriend lives right next to him. <laughs> when he, she, they didn't know they were neighbors. They live right next to each other now. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, it's oh, getting wait. silly now. And then his grandma comes over. And she's like, "Where's your girlfriend?" And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." And so instead of just telling his grandma he doesn't have a girlfriend, he goes and barges in. Um, he knocks on her door. As a fake delivery man, he says delivery, and she's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And when she opens the door, he tries to push his way in. <laughs> He's like, "Please, I need your help. I need your help." I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, chill out." <laughs> and she's like, "Get away from me! Get away from me!" <laughs> right? Well, then she ends up cracking because he's so pathetic and ends up going with him to his grandma. And uh, whatever that happens, then he drags her out again so that he can go visit his grandma every Wednesday. So he pays for her every Wednesdays. Then, they run into his friends, so then he takes her to a bar, and then he runs to his ex-girlfriend who broke with him after a month, and the girlfriend starts just shitting on him, right? She's like, yeah, every time we went anywhere, he was trying to fuck me, you know, no matter what we were doing, he was trying to, you know, get ass or whatever, he was always had an awkward boner, it's like, bro, what the fuck? It's like a group of, like, uh, seven yeah. people that she's talking about this in front of, and I'm just like, this is cringy, this is cringy, this is cringy. Yeah, yeah that's weird. It's very weird. And then the Rena girlfriend stands up for him. And then when he stands up for him, he's like, no, it's okay. Just let them shit on me. And, he, and he, she's like, I had to fucking go, dude. You're a fucking loser. So she leaves. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, then he leaves, too. And then his ex comes up to him. He's like, you know, I always really liked you, you know. You know. And she's always, she, now that she's, now that he, now that he's with a different chick, she thinks, he, she, now she wants him. After she just broke up with him. And he's so fucking stupid that he wants to get back with her. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I fucking hate you. And, like, that's the whole dynamic going into the third episode that just came out. Toxicity. Yeah, dude. And he, he just he just kept being fucking idiot. And it's just upsetting because the show was so good. That yeah. is how upsetting. Yeah, it is, man. It's like, why do these dudes just can't... Why can't they just love the girl, the rent a girlfriend that you pay $50 to a day? Why can't you just love her instead of this <laughs> evil conniving bitch? <laughs> Please, <laughs> because you don't love someone you're renting. Come on, but you don't man. love someone who only wants you if you're with someone else. He does. Toxicity, man. It's how it works. I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time I watch the show, I think the main character is Tristan. Call <laughs> me. Yeah, he has some Tristan tendencies. Um, oh, <laughs> what, what are these tendencies? <laughs> Let's not dive into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna do a personality deep dive on this show. I just recommend. I want you guys to watch it just to cringe with me. Uh, it's super you also funny. Apparently, understand what T Max is like in his personal life. 
You should you should definitely watch it, Tristan. I think you'll get a laugh out of it. He's not nearly as he's. It's what it is. He's way worse will, than you. Are. <laughs> like, you guys might finally understand that Tristan's still single. Merch after you watch <laughs> Rent a Girlfriend. Dang, I forgot. I was gonna start out this episode by saying my name's Eli. Tristan's still single. <laughs> I forgot. So sorry, guys. Well, don't worry. We one. got our update twenty minutes in. Tristan is still single. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's he's way worse than you, Trace. I just call him that for a gag in my own brain. But boy, but you should definitely you should definitely check the show out. I think it's dog shit enough to where it's still funny, but cringy enough to where like if you ever just need to like cleanse your body of any happiness, just turn that show on. <laughs> so well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like now, that show will just suck happiness know. out. It's it's a complete degenerate show, and I'm only watching it because it's like I'm too far deep now. <laughs> Three episodes, I'm too far deep. I think it's only 12-episode season, so fuck it. <laughs> I guess I gotta oh, do this four more times. So deep in it. Yeah, bro. I guess. Three out of three out of 12. Bro, it's 25%. Yeah, I'm fourth yeah. way done already, bro. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. we've finished Reek's Marathon. Yeah, you know. Hey, it's not my fault. I consumed media this these two weeks. Yeah. Say so, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Is, I know for those who <laughs> skipped it. Yeah, thanks for skipping my anime talk. I appreciate you all. Uh I warned you, so if you listen to it, it's your own fault. Uh but before we get into Avatar the Last Airbenders, ladies and gentlemen, we have a word from our sponsor, Anchor. Tristan, take it away with Anchor. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. People of all ages, shapes, and sizes, transgenders, I don't care who you are. You listen to this podcast, we love you. Um, we watched Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, That's yeah, bro. Say a quick comment. Bro, so, Tristan, you should change up your spiel, man. I feel like you sound the same in every ad promotion, man. You're just, you're just reading off a script. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> it's pre-recorded. Nah, dude, it can't be. We wouldn't do that. It's almost like you know, for us, it's like you know, five second pause. But for you guys, it's a fifty, it's a minute long ad break. Nah, man, we just listened to Tristan do that whole thing. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> anyway, we watched Avatar. Oh my dear goodness, we watched Avatar. Uh, do you want to do a spoiler-free section since we already like fucking? You know, did season one? Do you want to give people who only watch season one a spoiler free? Because I think if you're um, if you're here now, I feel like you've already seen season book two, in book one. I mean, I'm sure. It's really up to you. I mean, I don't I don't know that we need it, but I all mean, right, quick spoiler free stuff's stuff's going down. He's trying to master Earth and the Avatar state. Boom. Yeah, the end. Uh, Zuko's yeah, in the end. end. At least that's the season. Yeah, Zuko's there. So yeah, sorry if you want spoiler free. Uh, drop a comment if you want spoiler free. If not, you can. Oh, suck and my, uh, suck my Azula dick. shows up this season. Yeah, yeah. But we like knew I said, this though. Um, like I said though, uh, if you want spoiler free, drop a comment. Otherwise, suck my dick. Um, Damn. So yeah, we're just, going, we're just jumping Grandma. straight into it. So we left off last season with uh, Ang, North Pole boy, uh, big fish boy. He's a big fish boy. Play, I'm a fish playboy. Uh, 
Come on. He just went he just went ham on the whole Fire Nation. Uh Zuko he got Usman on the Navy. He went Usman. No, nah, he gave him more than foot stomps, bro. Come on. Uh <laughs> <laughs> basically so basically, you know, Aang just went batshit and now he's going to go find an earth teacher. Yada yada yada. Earth. Book two. Earth. We start episode one with Avatar State. Uh one of you take it away because I've been talking this whole fucking podcast. <laughs> you had a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, you did. Right, well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, the Avatar State, it starts, you know, obviously we start at the North Pole still. Everyone's saying goodbye. Uh, good old Master Paku said, I'm going to go down to the South Pole and see your grandma who left me. But, you know, I still love her. So I'm going to try and go fix things, even though we're both ancient at this point. Good for them. Um, and single. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> they're ancient and single uh, and so he goes if you guys go directly east or whatever uh, or like directly south whatever you guys are going to find this uh, this like earth kingdom base there's a general there he's going to help you guys out blah 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 they get there um, and the uh, the general is like avatar it's so good to have you here we heard about what you did to the fire nation army he goes we want to use you as a weapon. And then he spends the rest of the episode abusing Aang to try and force him into the Avatar state because this guy wants to control the Avatar because he thinks it'll help them win the war. This episode selfish, was pretty much. Like, selfish, selfish. This episode was pretty mid. Like, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like one of my favorites. Um, I no, it wasn't anything special. You know what was good about this episode, though? All the Zuko and Iroh parts. Um, oh yeah! They, oh, at the spa. <laughs> yeah, at the spa. And then, bro, Zuko said in this episode, he's like, "You have to find." Iroh was like, "You have to find out what you want, Prince Zuko." And then Iroh was like, "I want my throne. I want my father to respect me." And I was like, "Okay, young man, talk that shit." <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Hey, yeah, because Azula, Azula came back around and she said, mm, "Zuzu." She said, uh, father wants you to come home. He misses you. On some he's, bullshit. He's going to welcome you back. You know, there's, you know, there's about... There's four words that can describe Azula, right? Oh, no. Get ready for some explicit content here. Are you ready? <laughs> Plug your ears, kids. She's a savage, <laughs> nasty, moody, oh, God. and ratchet. She, oh, she, she really showed up. <laughs> Was, was like talking shit to Iroh, called him a fat bastard, fucking told Zuko he looks like a burnt faced ass bitch. And then Bro. she's flexing on everyone. She's doing lightning bending out to start the episode. She's like, watch this. Ah, 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 ah. She's like doing pop locks. She just. Yeah, she just creates I mean, the lightning. I, re- I recall, yeah. I don't know. I recall at one point Zuko asked her if she does this every day. She said often. Come on, Eli. Come on. Man. <laughs> you sound like Tristan with the inside jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, that's, I mean, uh, come on, man. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. And then, oh, my gosh. The fact that Azula can create lightning, though, is pretty terrifying. Well, I mean, they, um, they, they explain it later. She's like, you know, a couple of really good firebenders can do it. I know. She's like the second best firebender in this whole show so far. Yeah, Iroh being number oh, one. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. The For dragon sure. of the west. And she's got fucking blue flames. Firebenders we meet. And she's got blue flames too. Like, 
Yeah, that's. I oh, she's a badass for sure. She's the only one the whole show with like different color flames. Like I don't know. If basically, it's... pulled a Mace window and said, "Because I can." I don't know if it's because the show like she's so higher level than everyone, but like uh, the blue flames is a cool touch to counteract Zuko's red flames or whatever the fuck. Oh, for sure. It makes her like more evil. I feel like she's got the like emperor thing going on. Yeah, emperor's new groove. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, no. Definitely what I was going for. Spoiler alert, Azula becomes a llama in this season. <laughs> Dang, Tristan, what'd you have to tell him? <laughs> Bro, you know what else was good? Is when I was like, I wrote down, I was like, it's kind of sad, you know, because Zuko was willing to accept like a complete fucking lie in order to go home because he just wanted to go home so bad. Like, he knew Azula was bullshitting, but he wanted to trick himself into thinking she wasn't. He... Desperate. Yeah, he really wants to go home. It's kind of sad, man. But then uh, when, like, that one dude fucked up, he's like, let's take the prisoners home. It's like, oh, you're fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Man's a beast. gave him the death glare, bro. (laughs) She she really looked at him like uh, Swaggy P in that that meme. (laughs) Yeah, Swaggy with the question marks. like, the fuck you just say? (laughs) He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, princess. And and she's like, bro, we almost had him already. (laughs) <laughs> Bro, not gonna spend the whole season chasing them, you fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost had an episode one. <laughs> and then she tried she she bro, she just started as soon as we know she can shoot lightning, she's just trying to spam that shit. Like it's a fucking like a kick in Mortal Kombat or something. Like she's like just trying to spam lightning at Zuko. <laughs> but then Iroh comes up and he's like, This lightning shit is mine. And he's like, boom, and just shot it off in the air and then kicked her ass into the ocean. <laughs> that was hilarious. Right. Dude, he's such a beast. And then crazy how he be doing the same things after gaining all that weight too. Bro, he's a sad. Well, he's always been hefty. In the flashback, he was pretty hefty. Bro, uh, this just confirms McDonald's gives you superpowers. I've been saying this for years, guys. Just didn't believe me. No, we don't mention specific names of companies unless they pay us. Cut the fucking check. That that restaurant name is bleep now. <laughs> well, I have no doubt that this man actually went back and edited and bleeped it, so I apologize. Insert fast food restaurant gives you superpowers. Facts. <laughs> Whichever one cuts the check first gives us superpowers. <laughs> yeah, right. Sponsored. Sponsor. Oh my god. Sponsored fast food gives you superpowers. Uh, yeah, but then at the True. end, fucking. Uh, Zuko gives himself the fucked up haircut, gives himself the fucking, the yarmulke cut, where he just has that little patch of hair on the back of his head. I don't know what the fuck he was doing with that. (laughs) I was like, Zuko, you look like a fucking bald head ass, looking like LeBron when you play for the Heat. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Zuko, you look better than that. Oh, man. And then, okay, episode two. (laughs) Episode one wasn't even that special. Uh, Zuko pulled the... Mama, did you set the table? Oh my god. Come on, man. <laughs> Tristan, this is your, like, your fucking... Pre- you got preppy. Episode yes. 2 is your oh favorite my episode. God. Go off. Episode I fucking... Two is I don't like this episode. My... Yes. <laughs> the Cave of Two Lovers is probably my... It's just, like, one of my favorite episodes of this entire show, dude. We start off with, with the gang chilling out in the water, and Aang and Katara are practicing their waterbending still. Sokka somehow ends up extremely wet again because of them um uh you know it's just an everyday occurrence 
parents. Um, and then out of nowhere, these funky looking people, hippies come up, they're playing some music, except that their music is straight fire. That's absolutely fantastic. It's just a fact. It's it's just amazing music. And they're like, mm, who are you guys? They're like, oh, we're just nomads. We like to travel. And they're like, okay, uh, good for you guys. From the conversation, they're like, we're going to Omashu. And the, the nomads are like, do you want to come with us? They're like, nah, dude, we got a flying bison we're fine. Uh, uh, Cutscene, them being absolutely uh, annihilated by the Fire Nation who's sh- shooting fireballs at Appa the entire time. Cutscene back to Burnt, Crispy, and Katara and Sokka walking by the nomads who are just sitting there. And Sokka just says, <laughs> or because the, the nomads, sorry, gosh, I ruined this. The nomads told him about this uh, this underground tunnel that's kind of a shortcut of sorts to Omashu. Um, and um, so Sokka goes, all right, secret underground tunnel it is. Love that so much. Fantastic. Um, and so they're going through the, uh, the, the cave of two lovers. Um, they get trapped inside by the Fire Nation. Sucks for them. Um and then they just, uh, they don't know how to get out of there because the way it was created was meant to get people lost in there. Um, we get the story of the two lovers. It's a beautiful story. It's all about love, obviously. Um, how they find each other. Um, ew. Say ew? Ew, love. <laughs> there's, uh, there's some cheesy quotes about uh finding love in the dark you know um and or uh, mm, they finally run out of light so Aang, katara and appa are together and then sokka and momo are with all of the nomads it's fantastic because these people drive sokka crazy and i love it um <laughs> and so katara then mm, offers up this idea like you know, what if it means like we got a kiss for them to show us the way? Ang blows it because Katara's like, no, sorry, that's stupid. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's stupid. He goes, why would I even kiss you? Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, really? Stupid Katara. I hate you. Stupid Ang. <laughs> Ang's stupid too, but Katara out here being offended all of a sudden. Dummy. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but. Did they end up? Did they? Did they actually touch lips, or did it just light up right at the end before they did? I'm pretty sure they kiss. I thought they did, but I'm not sure that they actually touch lips. I'm pretty sure it just lit up when it got dark. Either way, I don't know that it matters. Matters a little bit if Katara and Ang kissed, my dude. It doesn't because she's on the streets. It, Katara, she, Katara she, finally kisses one of her boyfriends. Right. That makes a small difference. No, because gonna, he belongs to the Katara, streets, bro. I was gonna say, Katara had five boyfriends last season, bro. She didn't kiss any of them. Okay, she almost she kissed Jet. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Why would she kiss? Why would she almost. kiss somebody when she got? Dude, come on. She can't just kiss one dude. You right? She got right. five of them. Okay. Right. Okay. But basically, this whole episode is just the journey of them in the cave. There's some self discovery. It's a small amount of character development for some of these people. We get to hear the great nomad music. I love it so much. You're wrong God, again, yes. Tristan. You're wrong again. You're skipping over it's... my fucking guy's part, man. All right. So this episode, 
Zuko and Iroh, they got their earthbending names. Mushi and Lee Jr. Fire. Great names. Fucking silly names. This, this, is this, this episode is the beginning <laughs> of what I would like to call Zuko's harem of Earth Kingdom girls. Right? I don't know how Zuko does it. <laughs> right? You're I, right, dude. I really don't know how Zuko does it. He Half his face is fucking burnt to crimps. Right? Burnt to crisps, right? <laughs> and he's still pulling chicks. He's still pulling chicks. Like, all these girls want him. Half his face. It's dark and mysterious, dude. What do you expect? Bro, half of his face is made out of crisps. <laughs> but, like, how? Like how? how is he doing it, though? Like, I just don't get it. Every, every earth-bending, every earth-nation chick wants him. Like he just facts. dark and mysterious. That's what I said later in the season. I said it's just because he, you know, he look, he's got a bad boy vibe. I would say the Earth exactly. girls are just hoes. Oh, no, nah, they're just looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, Bruh. but yeah, Damn. he gets he gets that. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes is this as well with the berries. He's like, these berries either heal the poison that I ate from the leaves, <laughs> or they cause immediate <laughs> blindness. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Blind instantly. I was like, "He could be homing with Toph." Um, so then, but yeah, no, that episode was is okay. I don't really care for the KOT lovers thing. It feels like a filler episode. But the Zuko and Iroh stuff. I said that Zuko and Iroh put on the fucking backpack for the early portion of season two. It did. Um, I I would agree, but I personally, I just really love the Cave of Two Lovers. It's fun for me. It's it it's some uh, some interesting development into some of the lower storylines. Yeah, I, was, I agree with Tristan. Like, I, I, I like the the nomads. I, like I thought that. that was interesting, and then uh, and funny, obviously. And then uh, I like the Zuko and Iroh thing. I thought that was funny, and then it switches up a change of pace and puts me in the feels when they uh mm, the actual mm. cave of two lovers part like mm, yeah we get the story and uh the original earthbenders the badger moles they show up to uh yeah guitar so and ang are shown basically the path that the lovers took to each other um that's how they get out and Sokka and the rest of them are shown out by badger moles who end up also enjoying the nomads music because they understand talent yeah sure bro uh, <laughs> Maybe blind, but they're not uh, deaf. This episode ends on one of like the fucking. I had emotional. It had two emotional scenes of this, right? Like I had the KO lovers thing, which is like a little on the nose. But I thought the cooler scene out of this whole episode that really showed like kind of like love and like interest more was when Zuko was outside, and he was just sitting there looking off into the sky or whatever. And then she tried to touch his scar, and he he, he grabs her hand. He's like, "Don't don't touch me there." He's she's like, "It's okay, mm-hmm. I, I have one too." And she shows him, and then he's like, he's like, oh my god, her leg. yeah, her leg, and he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, yeah, you know I mean, and you can tell, you, yeah. you kind of see, because Zuko goes through a lot this fucking season, like he he has a lot of inner turmoil, and mm-hmm. you can see that's where it kind of mm-hmm. starts right there. It's like holy shit, this is what the Fire Nation does to people. This is what I'm doing to people. You know what I mean? He's starting to realize these are just normal people. These aren't just like you know peasants or whatever. They're just like him. He is, and he sees that. But then at the end, he still turns into an asshole. When he fucking, when you know, steals their. Iroh's like, after all the compassion they showed us, you're gonna, you're about to steal their thing, and he's like, don't worry, they're about to show us some more. They're about to show up a little bit more, and he steals their fucking thing. She watches him steal it, doesn't say anything. He's watching out the door. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Zuko. Yeah. Come on, Zuko. Come he's on. He's just man. troubled. 
We, I love you, man, but come on, man. What are you doing? It, it is what it is. And then uh, episode three, I didn't give a fuck about too much, to be honest. It's okay. Uh, we get Azula getting her gang together this episode. Uh, of Ty, some recruiting. Uh, getting one of the baddest chicks in the series in Ty Lee. Baddie. Oh, my God. May. Ty Lee. Not baddest chicks. Love Ty Lee. Ty Lee's dope. She's just sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ty Lee. Every guy wants a Ty Lee in their life. <laughs> She's just happy. Story. She's happy all the time. She's ready to pressure point the shit out of a bitch if she has to, you know. Mm-hmm, and, she's, mm-hmm. and she knows how to do um, cartwheels. Among other things, yes. Yeah, but then we go back to Omashu. Boomy's there. Boomy's like, "What's up, Ang?" Ang's like, "You gotta teach me." And Boomy's like, "I ain't teaching you shit." <laughs> it's like you oh, gotta be no, patient. No, 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 no. See, Boomy wasn't even that okay. You're right, but you're skipping over the fact that Boomy surrendered the whole city of Omashu to the Fire Nation. Yeah, because he's patient. He said he's got a plan. He just told Angler, yeah. bro, I'm got a plan, bro. Just stay out of it. He's like, are you sure? Boomy, Boomy surrendered. You're like, come on, man. They got the resistance going. But when he, but when he says he has a plan, I mean, he's got a plan. Yeah. Well, he's, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You know, just let, let the man do his thing. The way. He's like, Ang, right. fuck off. I got this. <laughs> Right, right. You really think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, May and Ty Lee just, just absolutely messing up the the avatars, uh, avatars day by fighting, fighting them. They're two completely just regular old girls who happen to be amazing fighters for some reason and can take on Katara, Aang, and Sokka just like that. Like, okay, Sokka. Anyone, anyone that can fucking fight can beat up Sokka. We've, we've I mean, been yeah. yes, we determined this. Yeah, Sokka's just some mediocre. He's mediocre to dog shit, right? <laughs> to, but hey, Katara. Katara got fucked I mean, she, yeah. out the gates in that fight because Tylee hit her with the fucking pressure points right away, and so she didn't get a chance. Yeah, she didn't get a chance. Wumble, Katara doesn't know how to fight outside of bending, so once she lost that, she was fucked. And then Ang, Ang, Azula, Azula, like we already said, she's like the second best firebender in the show, so she was, so he was oh, fucked. Yeah. He was fucked. He couldn't do anything against her. I still think on a one-on-one, uh, before before Anglon tried to use Earth, he's getting washed by he's getting washed by Azula. Even towards the 100%. end, he, he almost got washed by Azula one on one. Shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um let's not forget Oppa saved the day again. Beautiful. Yeah. Love Oppa. And then we get more spiritual. Well, let's talk about real fast. More what? No, I was about to skip episodes. Go for it. Oh, sorry. Um, the way they got everybody up out of Omashu with the Pentapox, bro. That was Pen- clever. Pentapox uh, is clever. That's good stuff. Bro, my boy's thinking. Sokka's a thinker. Sokka, as far as shitty as he is as a fighter. What you say? I was going to say, for as shitty as Sokka is as a fighter, he is definitely one of the best strategists in the show. Like, he proves oh, yeah. that time and time again. Oh, oh, he, yeah. His strategy game is on point like no other. And it's like, it's like okay, you can be dog shit at fighting if you can strategy it up. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, you're the strategy guy, and Katara are the fighting guys. You know what I mean? Like, that that, that works. But yeah, I mean, Omashi's a cool episode. Night. It really just setting up that, like, Fire Nation's, Fire Nation's pushing people's shit in right now. You better get ready, eh? You know, you better, you better start hurting. Yeah. 
I had a very specific note that said the first three episodes of the season have done very little for the overarching storyline. Uh, it's done a lot um, for Zuko. I I also feel like the whole, right. I don't know. I, I feel like the King Boomy thing where he says be patient, find a bender that's being patient kind of sets up for like later. It's all set up for it's like, it's set right up at the end. Of, be, because the first episode. three episodes aren't really setting up Aang, Katara, and Sokka. It's more setting up Zuko, Iroh. It's setting up Azula and her gang. It's setting up everyone else yeah. but Aang, really. Yeah. And even then, sure. episode uh, episode three is Aang. Gotta, he finds out, like, you need someone to teach you Earth who isn't like you at all. Because if you get someone who's like you, you're not going to learn shit. You need someone who, like, embodies Earthbending to the core. You know? Right. And so that's yeah. kind of, like, that's the development. There's not, like, a lot of plot, but it's a lot of character development. So then, uh, episode four, very, 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 like, not a lot happens in episode four, basically. No. Uh, nothing. It's at least they're draining the swamp, and uh, Ang gets up seeing a little girl and she, a flying pig. Um, they get trapped in the thing. They blah 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 blah. It's Ang getting in touch with the spirit world. Basically, it's more spirit world shit. It's like that one episode in season one with the the panda spider. Like it's that. It's he's it's Ang figuring out yep, how the yep, spirit yep. world works because the swamp is like hella connected to the spirit world. Good. It's a cool episode Everything by itself. Is connected. Yeah, it's a cool episode by itself, but I mean, as like entertainment wise, it's okay, right? It's it's a more setup. Yeah, it's for, not super like entertainment. It's more setup for later stuff, and so then it's like a super existential kind of episode. I honestly. think those two, this episode and the next one, don't do a lot outside of uh, character development. Personally, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode four is one of those episodes that's more like one of those things you realize applies to your real life. Yeah, it's like a lesson basically it's like you know everything's connected you know be one with the earth or whatever and then we got avatar day which is just fucking shitty because like you don't you don't get anywhere from the fucking whole plot line you don't feel satisfied because all all ang has to do is just save the place from firebenders and they're like oh we like you now <laughs> it's like yeah that was <laughs> that was weird to me too like i don't know I didn't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, it was it was somewhat it was more of like a comical episode, in my opinion. I mean, they start off with even more hating on Sokka, um, as they do all the time. Uh, they bag on Sokka, like just about every episode, um, and, and then uh, then they get attacked by the rough rhinos. <laughs> Katara goes back against the waterbending scrolls, and Angle goes back against his staff. <laughs> Sokka's all like, "What about my boomerang?" They're like, "Screw your boomerang!" Time for your like, boomerang. <laughs> he's like, "That doesn't mean anything." And by like, a- <laughs> yeah, he's going through some. Yeah, it's like I'm the boomerang guy. Sokka hit him with, "I used to be boomerang guy." <laughs> but like all good boomerangs, it comes back around. At the end of the episode, when it just flies to his hand. At the end of the episode, yeah. He's like, he's like yeah. Oh. Good shit. Um, he, he pulled the Thor. He pulled the Thor's hammer. <laughs> the Mjolnir. This, uh, this is the episode. <laughs> this is also the episode where uh, the Blue Spirit makes a small return. Yeah. Uh, yes. Iroh and uh, Zuko are in some town. They're like... Well, because they were begging at first, but Zuko is all like, mm, I'm a... Prince, I shouldn't have to beg. So instead, he just goes rob, robbing people. Um, like, yeah, that's totally I that think, makes sense. Honestly, I think um, he wasn't going to rob people. people. 
until those dudes fucked with them in the beginning of that episode. Yeah, with the coin thing. Yeah, with when he's and like, because he, he, he got fat. pissed off because he was like, he was like, fine, whatever. You know, Iroh's making fun of himself. That's fine. When people started making fun right. of Iroh, he's like, all right, no, you guys fucking crossed the line. I'm catching you. You're getting the fade now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also oh, think yeah, it's no, badass it. it. that Zuko can fight without his bending. Like, he's like one of the only people mm-hmm. in the show where it's like, you take away his bending, he's still like a top tier fighter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, legit, like his dual sword techniques and shit, fucking savage. Beautiful. Yeah. But like I said, Avatar and then, Day in um, Swamp, not a lot happens. I, I have another quote that I really love from Sokka in this episode after he goes all detective mode. Um, and Katara's all like, you know, you can show off like all your cool stuff or whatever. And Sokka hits him with, you know, I do believe in the power of stuff, which hits home. Hits home for me. I also believe in the power of stuff. Uh, stuff is very powerful indeed. Um, I think we should all be very vigilant of stuff. It, it can be pretty powerful. I don't know. After watching uh, The Swamp and Avatar Day, I was kind of like at my problem I had in book one where I'm like, all right, the plot's going to take forever to finally wrap up again. Like after those two episodes, I'm like, all right, they're just fillers, you know, like nothing's going on. And then episode six onward, fucking soaring like an eagle. Episode six happens. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, episode six, I'm sure the first time that Enrique and Tristan they probably loved it. These <laughs> WWE freaks. Let me tell. Okay, so let me tell you something. Rumble six, the boulder. <laughs> so okay, so the first I time I watched the show, when I was younger, right, I didn't really catch because I had stopped watching wrestling from like I watched it from like when I was like seven, and then I stopped, and then I didn't pick it back up again until I was like thirteen, right? Okay. Yeah. So from that to that was when I was watching Avatar because Avatar came out in 07, right? Oh, wow. so I yeah. wasn't watching mm-hmm. wrestling, so I didn't uh, equil equivalent it to professional wrestling because I was stupid. So I was just like, I was just like, the boulder. The fuck is the boulder? <laughs> this guy's funny, dude. And then, I just remember like, oh, no, dude, for, for I was just gonna say when he's like, <laughs> the boulder is surprised. I'm like, oh my god, this is just WWE like freaking <laughs> yeah, universal dude. stuff. I'm it's, like, all right, come the on, boulder, oh, bro. If you like wrestling. I love him, this episode is like there's so many wrestling tropes in this fucking episode. Like there's oh like, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but there was the guy who was playing a Fire Nation character, and like that's a totally yeah. fucking thing that WWE does all the time, where they send out the Russian guy with the Russian flag, or they sent out fucking Sergeant yeah. Slaughter with the Iraqi flag, and they were like, I love Iraq or I love Russia, and they're like, boo, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. We hate you. So I actually I actually read about this episode that they go wanted back, go back to the Fire Nation. Oh man. They actually wanted um the rock to voice the boulder. See, I, I made that connection right. too when yeah. That would have made a lot of, I really I like the guy they got to play the He's boulder. He's funny because it's funnier him just being a I've heard him in other stuff. The boulder. <laughs> The boulder is surprised. <laughs> this episode provides one of my favorite, like possibly my favorite quote of the entire series. When when Toph, the champ, the blind bandit, comes out. 
Sokka's are like, boo, boo, it's a gold on boulder. Yeah. <laughs> he hits the, he, and then he comes out, he's saying, <laughs> the boulder feels conflicted yeah. about fighting a young blind girl. Yeah, she, she said, sounds to me like you're scared, boulder. <laughs> he, he hits her with, the boulder is over his conflicted. <laughs> yeah. And now he's ready to bury you in a rock avalanche. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that quote was so funny. It was it was just great. We're like the pebble. (laughs) I just love the the boulder feels conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing I love from that episode is that there was a guy with the fucking mask. Like he was super skinny. He was one of the Earthbenders. The Boulder fought. Yeah, had a dude, fucking mask. Yes. I was like, dude, that's like the fucking Rey Mysterio luchador character. I was like, it's such a good dissection of pro around. wrestling. Like it's it's legit. Just like you can tell the the creators of this show like pro wrestling or watched it at one point because it's perfect. Like, yeah, literally, just dude. like everything about pro the wrestling. Hippo, the big fat man. So, I was just I was just gonna say the Boulder was a uh, voice acted by Mick Foley, who was a professional wrestler. You said Mick Foley? Uh, yeah, Mick Foley. Did what the Boulder? That yeah, was that's Mick. What it says. No, yeah, no that's way. That's that's Are you serious? Yep. That doesn't sound like Mick at all. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's that was Mick. Says. No. Look it up, dude. I'm yeah, it says it's Mick. It Holy shit, Mick that's did a great crazy. job. Because that doesn't sound like Mick at all. It doesn't. Not even one bit. Like, I, Mick Foley's man, mankind, dude, love. Those are my guys. Like I like Mick Foley. <laughs> but holy shit, I didn't realize that that was Mick. Oh my god, that's a, that's yeah. awesome. That's why he sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I know I've heard it before as well. Uh, and then you know, Toff Toff wins the the belt again. We love it. And then the dude goes, "Hey, uh, does anyone want to challenge?" Or champion for this bag of gold, and Ang goes, "I will." Being a stupid little, and then he fucking hacks. Hey, I hate him. Don't no don't no expect a fucking Airbender <laughs> to be there, and he just knocks her out, and she gets pissed. Hey man, expect the unexpected. She tells him to suck my dick, and then she leaves. But I need Paradox. you to train me. He's like, "Man, fuck you." <laughs> I lost my belt, bitch. And then, she, and then he stalks her, and then yeah, it's a great Stalker introduction, belt, bro. <laughs> It's a fantastic introduction. When takes the bear. It's a fantastic introduction to Toph. Like I agree. Toph yeah. is definitely in my top three characters in the show. She's for me it goes oh, Iro Zuko Toph. Yeah, I was to say this would have been a perfect episode for Iro to just have some analogy like when the world <laughs> is dark, you can't see the wind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been great for Iroh. Iroh to come through. He's like, when a boulder is pushing towards you, you must push against it. That is when you really know you have the power. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. oh. God, I love Iroh. Me too. He's my guy. But, yeah, so I then they recruit. They end up recruiting Toph by the end of the episode through uh, talking to her parents. And their parents are like, no. Toph thinks she's all prissy, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't matter, because fuck the rap. We, we, we know Toph joins the gang. Fuck her parents. Fuck that. Fuck those losers. Fuck the Fei Bongs or the Ba Fangs or the Ba Sing Se. Sama Lama Duma Lama. You assume when I'm a human. The Bay Fongs. Yeah. How about know, that? That's why I said. The Buffaloes. The, the Lee Bangs. The She Bangs. <laughs> she Bongs. <laughs> she Bongs. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Sir. Oh, my gosh. But then at the end of the episode, we get a little Zuko clip. Zuko and Iroh, 
because Iroh told Zuko he needs to find himself, and then Zuko's like, yeah. "You're right, Uncle. I have found myself. I decided I don't need you anymore." And I'm just like, "Zuko, stop, man, stop, stop! Don't do this to Iroh, bro." I'd give anything. I'd give anything to be in your position with Iroh. I know. I'm like, stop. Oh. I love Iroh too much. Don't do this to him. You're his son. He loves you like a son. Uh, he just doesn't get it, and I'm just like, damn. And then it leads into mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes of the show, Zuko Alone. Hold on, this, hold this on. This one's your favorite? One of my favorite. Oh, okay. I, I, I understand why. I do too. I have but... quick side notes right before we get to that, okay? Two quick side notes. One that I missed from Avatar Day, because I know it wasn't a very important episode, but we got another appearance from Reek's frothing mouth guy. Yeah, yes, I forgot to write that did. one down. I did miss. I think I missed. So one. the frothing mouth guy count is now at two. I think I missed frothing um, mouth guy twice. I think I missed cabbage man once. Oh, don't worry. I've got the counts. I'll keep you updated. All right. Thank um, you. but then, so at that real fast at the end of the blind bandit episode, we we get what they also start to do perpetually is uh, blind jokes. So right at the end of the blind bandit, Sokka just forgets that Toph is blind and throws the belt at her and just wallops her in the face with this big belt. <laughs> He's just like, sorry. Yeah. Of course. Poor Toffa. Toffa. Oh my gosh. Toffa. We, we apologize for these uh, these blind jokes. I'm sure they were written good light we especially apologize to helen keller for these jokes i'm sure she won't get the message but Come on man i'm trying to get a sponsors right now <laughs> sorry 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 yo we're gonna get canceled with this kind of attitude cut it cut it uh, <laughs> cut that okay but hey but hey and he has an earthbending teacher now yes he does six episodes into earth all right so then we get to zuko alone all right, i wrote down before even I got to the start. Even the episode even started. I wrote down, "Let's motherfucking go!" It's the best Zuko episode or close to it in the show. And uh, oh, the, no, absolutely, one hundred percent, dude. I'll, you can take this one, bro. It's so it's Minus, so like, one or good. Two details. Watching Zuko go from the proud prince to beating down Exile Lee, who has to chase the Avatar, to basically yeah. fucking homeless, like. Zuko doesn't even chase Aang for the majority of this fucking season. He's just getting shit on for being homeless, like, the entire entire season. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. But then, uh, oh, man. He just goes in. I forget what he said. I wrote this down, but I forgot why. Oh, because we get the flashback with Azula in this episode, too. Um, with his yeah. yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks. With his mom. Yeah. And, uh, man. So basically, I wrote down, girls are crazy, Zuko. I said I really felt that because that was after they fucked with him when he tackled May into the, the pond or whatever. And uh, I just uh, I just said that Azula's been horrible for years. Is this is oh, yeah. this is the episode where, they also in the flashbacks, right? Where they talk about his mom and disappearing? Yep. Okay. Yep, yes. That's also a crazy plot line that's like, I you know, at this point I want to know more. You know what I mean? Like, where right. is his mom? What's going on with that? You know what happened? You can kind of assume what's happening though, because from like what happened, because the night when Azula was telling him like, "Oh, you're gonna get killed" and shit like that, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, he's they're gonna kill him?" After you know, uh, they popped off after uh, Ozai popped off to his dad talking that shit, 
He's like, oh, you know, Iroh's, Iroh's crazy because his son died. I'm like, man, you're a fucking asshole. I'm not just saying that about your brother, bro. I'm not just saying your brother's you crazy know, because your son died. <laughs> That's just fucked yeah. up. I, I, was say, I was disappointed that they didn't uh, get to that plot line too much after that in book two. Like, I was, like, really wanting to know what was going on there, even though, like you said, you kind of assume. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's too easy to predict that, so I feel like it's going to have a bigger part in book three. Just my prediction, not obviously watching book three but interesting mm-hmm. yeah. i made a note uh you know ozai's never liked his own son no you can tell tough. you can tell how he treated zuko he was like zuko was always his second favorite like he wanted azula to be yeah. like, the star and she was the star because she was a better fire better than oh, yeah. zuko was and that's all he cared about was like well, who's more powerful why she was the favorite <laughs> because then she hit, remember she hit those beast ass moves in front of uh azula mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, all right, what's up? And then Zuko's like, watch me do it. And he fucked it all up. And Ozai was like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Zuko. He said, but can you do this on concrete? Tristan, inside jokes. I just talked about this five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, hey, man. We're not the only ones who have watched that. I hope not. If you're wondering about that joke, look up Man Dances on Concrete. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I promise it's it's worth the one minute of your life you'll waste. <laughs> and, a lot. Uh, it's, it's worth a lot more than the two and a half you'll waste on our podcast. Yeah, facts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, and so then, hey, so then he does that, and that's kind of like that wraps it up. And basically, Zuko's mom disappears. That's that storyline. But in modern day, okay, that's yes. Modern day Zuko, you know, he's on his own now. He's broke. He's poor. He's hungry. He doesn't have no food. He has nowhere to sleep. These people give him a place to stay. He learns about them. The little boy is interested in Zuko because he's got these badass swords and he's missing his older brother. And he puts Zuko as his older brother substitute. And then Zuko teaches him yeah. some shit. And then Zuko gives him the blade that Iroh gave him when he was a kid. And he's like, here, use this. And then the kid tries to fuck up some dog shit ass earthbending bitches. And then Zuko fights them. And boy, was that fight scene fucking sick. Just... Oh yeah, just dual sword Zuko so versus three Earthbenders, bro. I know, but but he was doing fine up until the last guy was Earthbending against him. Like there was nothing you so could the do. Actually, hit him with some Earthbending, and so then he was getting fucked up, and he's just getting hit, and getting hit, and then he gets the flashback. He's like, "Remember who you are, Zuko," and he goes, "Ah!" He does the fucking the the windmill. He gets up. He starts beating ass. But yeah. then he does like the evil pose over the top of him. And then for no reason, he gets all extra. He's like, I'm the son of the Fire Lord. It's like, all right, Zuko, you didn't have to say all that. <laughs> like, that was so unnecessary. I'm just like, Zuko. I inherited the throne. It's like, Zuko, come on, man. What are you doing? I mean, that was, you know, no, I mean, it was a character thing. Because we saw throughout the whole episode before that, Zuko showing the the kindness in his heart, like who he kind of is like, showing glimpses of being you know he defends the kid the first time then he like helps the kid out he's helping his dad out you know blah 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 he's protecting the kid a bit um we also saw at the beginning of that episode when he's like going around robbing people um there's the pregnant lady and her husband and he's like about to go rob them until he realizes it's a pregnant lady Um, i thought he was gonna go rob them i thought he was and he's like freaked out no, he was gonna rob him. Okay. He was gonna rob him for sure. I misunderstood yeah. that then. He had the mask on. No, he didn't. Yeah, I didn't think he had it on yet. 
I don't, I don't know if he had the mask on, but I know for a fact he was going to rob them and got until he got cold feet and saw the pregnant lady. Exactly. He has enough respect to not mess with the pregnant woman. Right. Basically, I feel he, like over the course of the episode, yeah. he felt like he got soft, and so by the end, he's like, "I ain't soft. I'm the hardest motherfucker." Yeah. Out here. He said, "I'm heir to the, the throne." Say, the Zuko back and forth uh, storyline, whether good and evil, like is one of the more interesting topics I feel like in book two. It's really the yes. only interesting part up until uh, Aang starts getting gets tough. Like once Aang gets yeah. tough, it gets yeah, better. Yeah. But like his storyline up until yeah. that's kind of okay. And obviously, it's not stupid to say it's going to be a huge part of book three too. I think can like, infer that. From what they're leading on yeah. to, it seems like it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but, but yeah, that was a good episode. As far as seven, yeah, I hated how the whole town turned on him because he's a firebender, even though he just saved him. Like, I understand he's a firebender; everybody hates firebenders, but like, he did just save them all. Yeah, I, well, I think that's why I said I think he could have got away with it if he didn't shout, "I'm the crown uh, prince to the Fire uh, Nation throne." I think that kind of crossed the line. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. That's why I said he's so fucking stupid for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> either way man uh, I don't know Yeah, I, it's it was silly of him to do that but also wrote down Azula might be the dirtiest player in the game like she, she she's nasty bro she says some fucked up shit to everyone like she would have to be like wait what? who sorry Azula oh, oh you oh, cut out for yeah. me so when her mom is like oh yeah why is she so awful like what's yeah. that girl yeah. her own mom you can see Zuko takes yes. more after his mother, and Azula takes more after the father. Oh, for, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Odd business. Bro, moving on to episode eight, which was possibly my least favorite episode, to be honest. Really? Up until up until the up until the last part. Wow. Really? I, I was just I was just kind of bored of the whole like I didn't like the whole like conflict in inside their circle kind of like I hate you I hate you the, the whole time like I'm like I get it like they're they're tired they're at like they're they're tired with each other possibly the swamp actually was probably better, <clears throat> but um this one like I don't know I just I don't know man up until the end of it when which we'll get to um, I really enjoyed, or mm. I really enjoyed the end, but I, d- I didn't enjoy like the whole like, oh, they found us again. Let's move. Oh, they found Are us. Are you talking Let's about I just felt when um when, when they squatted up? Oh, okay. Yeah, when they squatted up, like that was so cool. But anyway, like I, I don't, I don't know. Saying. I just like, oh, we're tired. Oh, we have to move again. Oh, we're tired. They're not gonna find us this time. Oh, anxious or off the shedding, like. I don't know. I just like I felt like it was kind of repetitive, so I was just kind of waiting for the I feel like resolution the of it. Other problem is the build up. The way they built it up did not equal what the end results were. What do you mean? Like I, I how they that, yeah. how they built up that chase did not exactly <clears throat> like how they built everything up in that episode with the chase and like oh we're being hunted. The way that episode ended ends does not exactly like feel like the end of a chase, you know, because um, I mean, then we get Tylee and May fighting Aang, or sorry, Katara and Sokka, um, and then that just ends, and then they all go find Azula, and all of a sudden Zuko and Iroh are there too, 
Um, that one and, is Loki and Toph. out of nowhere. That was Toph, definitely... That's right. Well, okay, because yes, at the beginning of the episode, Toph is being selfish. She doesn't want to help the squad yeah. set up anything. She's like, I'm carrying my own weight. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Wish she hit Katara with Sugar Queen. That was silly. But I think the issue... <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I think the issue is mainly, like, the uh, the middle. Like, the ending was dope, like like Eli said. The oh, ending was fucking oh, the ending sick. was good, yeah. Just but one of my middle, favorite scenes so far. It right? dragged. Sure. What, it, they did too much of the we yeah. hate each other gag. But yeah, I get why they did it. It was to show that like Toph is like she's used to trying to fend for herself because everyone babies her too much. So right, they that she thinks they're trying to baby sure. her when in reality they're like, no, you need to fucking help. <laughs> so it's that's what they don't get. That's what she doesn't get. She thinks they're trying to baby they're her. Like you need to be grown. Yeah, and but no, definitely, definitely a good, definitely a, me- a medium episode. Not the best, not the worst for, for me at least. Um. Yeah, no, it was it was all right, but well, I thought. I mean, what's up? I no, sorry. Continue. I like this episode overall, though, I but think, not for like the main plot of this episode. I like this, like all the subplots of this episode. Are what I, I think enjoy. what saves this episode for me is the ending, and then oh, then Toph and Iroh. When yes, Toph yes. runs Iroh. So, Iroh. Well, that was dude. that was near the end too, though. So it was, but. Just, that was yeah, just yeah. Iroh being Iroh, man. You know, toss, toss, like who the fuck is there? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, know, you need to trust your friends and everything. She's like, yeah, maybe I do. And she's like, she knows Iroh's a nice guy, and then she has to try to explain why she knows fucking Iroh to fucking anger them. I don't know. Yeah, facts. We're like, friends. It's like what the Bro, fuck? I don't know. I just, I just like the ending where they all you know met up in the town. And- uh, Toph's like, oh, I figured you needed me, and then Zuko's there, and uh, Iroh's like, oh, I came back too, you know, and they they meet up. It's just kind of like a a bunch of conflict re- resolution, like in the end, and then they all kind of squat mm-hmm. up on Azula, and she just okay, disappeared. But, but or, six on one, and she handled them, bro. Uh, dude, she's just a beast. But like, I don't know. Six I just, on one. I just like seeing Zuko and Iroh on the good guy side. Like those were my favorite plot lines. Like I like seeing them. On my side. Dude, you know, know what was amazing? The amazing part to me was the choreography before anyone else got there when it was just Aang, Azula, and, and Zuko fighting. That was fucking mm-hmm. nasty because it oh, was dope. Because yeah. they were all, it wasn't like they were doing one on ones with each other. At, at every point they were fighting, it would be like Aang hits Azula to hit Zuko with something else, or Zuko gets Azula off of Aang to hit Aang with something, or Azula yeah. hits Aang and Zuko with something at the same time. It's like, dude. The choreography in that episode was fucking awesome. Like, that's one of the things I wrote down. Was, it, it just was looked so, cool. so good. And, Even the fight with uh, Sokka and Katara against Tylee and May, dude. I thought so that funny. one was pretty good. It's always funny to me whenever Tylee and Sokka fight. Yeah, Bro, Tylee getting Sokka for the first time. <laughs> like She gets him like one limb at a time, so he's just going numb. He's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, I might kiss you. Falls over. Yeah, remember when he headbutts her fist? He headbutts her fist. She's like, fuck! My hand! (laughs) (laughs) And he's just standing there on one leg while all his other limbs are just gone. (laughs) She tried to get him in the head. He said, not that one. He said, forehead power. Come on. Come on, Tristan. (sighs) 
What? We at the Binge Boys don't support Tristan's <laughs> talking about women or the derogatory terms he calls them. We are sorry, and we would like sponsors. I apologize. What are you talking about? You said that she wanted his other head. No, I said she tries to hit him in the head. Yeah, and then you said, wrong no, one. not that one. Yeah, you said wrong no. one. No, no, okay, you guys completely misinterpreted that. That's your own not, fault. Not <laughs> that head. How else no, are we not supposed this to miss it? Bruh. Because she got every other one of his amenities, but couldn't, like, couldn't get, like, his forehead. Like, but he wasn't trying work. to punch his forehead. He threw his forehead into her because he knew she was going to try to punch his leg if he did it. Whatever it was, he... Alright, so episode nine. You guys are... <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. I blame you guys completely for that You one. said it, homie. You said it, right? Uh, and then, wait, no, before we move on... If you didn't. Before we move on, uh, it was great when Zuko said... Uh, when Azula fucking cheesed Iroh, when she was about to get fucked up, she's like, fuck it, boom, just hit Iroh with the shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, you bitch? And she hit him, and then Zuko's like, uncle, uncle. I was like, oh, there it is. He does care for Iroh. And then Katara's like, Zuko, I can heal you. He's like, leave. I'm like, oh, Zuko, you're doing it again. <laughs> you're being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'll like, say, at least hit, like, freaking Aang or something. Yeah, I know. Hit fucking Sokka. Like, that'd be yeah. funny. Don't touch Iroh, man. <laughs> yeah, right? That's my boy. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we get to episode nine, which is what? That is... Bitter work. Oh, the training montage. This is, is low-key one of the best episodes of this season. Actually, yeah, I enjoyed this one. It's a slept-on episode because it's a, lot, it's a training yeah, montage, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. It's a training montage for Aang and Zuko. Yeah, well, that yes. oh, that was this one. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why this is one of the best ones. That's one where Sokka's stuck the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fufu cuddly that's pants or whatever. One of the best episodes as well. Fufu cuddly pants or whatever. Fufu cuddly pants. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, let's not forget though. Um, we we open up this episode with Iroh dreaming about his uh, his son. Yeah. And stories. Man. Bro, this is, dude, I like this uh, episode when uh, Iroh's like, oh, this is the move that I invented. You use lightning. He's like, don't use lightning, though. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, he was like, why would you do that? He's like, yeah, it's a lightning reverse. He's like, all right, you're going to shoot lightning at me now? He's like, whoa, whoa. He's like, he's like no, it's just, it's just in case. He's like, he's like but, but Azula could do it. Yeah, but you can't. <laughs> Oh, he's like, he's oh, like, why would I just shoot lightning God, at you, dude. Zuko? Come on, bro. Dude, that whole part with Iroh once again teaching lessons with Iroh just like explaining to Zuko how all four elements kind of work together. Yeah. How he studies the other nations, and by studying other nations, you can like uh, better your own bit. Like that's nuts. That was so cool. It just um, shows Iroh's next level. I love that part. Like. You can tell he's you can tell he's more powerful than a lot of characters uh, in the show. Oh yeah, I, I he's Gandalf. arguably the second most powerful character. Man's literally I, Gandalf. Like, yes, I would say is. that Iroh is the second most powerful person in this entire show. Behind who? Have, have we the seen them Avatar yet? Dog. Okay. I don't know if Aang's strong. I don't know. Aang What's gets that? washed by people sometimes, though. 
Okay, but he's the avatar. So, but do you hypothetically count, speaking, do you count avatar state in that? Do you count yes. avatar state? Because if you count avatar state, yes. But if you don't, yeah, I have Aang at like three or four, like legit. Because I well, think Iroh stronger. State I think Azula stronger, and I would mm-hmm. argue that Toph could wash him oh. before he learned to Earthbend. Yeah. 100%, yes. No, exactly. But we have to include the Avatar State. Yeah, but if you include the Avatar State, then yeah, it's 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 he's probably he's easily the strongest. It's not close. Yeah. Um but going back to the you guys are talking about him he was like, Well I'm not gonna shoot lightning at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my note for that was just uh Zuko wanna die so bad. Yeah, he does. Like he just he's looking to die at this point. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. I know we don't do very um, much uh, literary analysis here because <laughs> we like to oh. have jokes, but I do have some literary analysis. Oh, so right. I had the Aang and Zuko, their training montages were opposite of each other, right? So Zuko was learning how to let go and be more free flowing, right? So he had to learn like to like to do to do lightning, you have to be free form, and to do the reversal, you have to be like a waterbender. You know what I mean? You can't really use yeah. rage. You can't use pure rage for it like you can do to firebending. Aang had to learn that he has to be more aggressive. He has to be more willing to stand there and, like, you know, fight or to stand there and take it. Uh, I know where you're going with this. And because of that, like, it was just cool because, like, Aang had to learn to stand his ground for later in the episode when he had to fight the fucking bull and uh, get, you know, save Sokka. And Zuko had to learn, like, to control his emotions and shit like that and, learn, like, learn that, like, it's okay to be calm. Bro. True. And- Aang and Zuko are the yin and yang. Mm, they are. I think. Bow, bow. They're the foils to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. For everything Aang learns, right. Zuko learns something too. See, Aang's on a more like, uh, Aang's on a more like physical journey, right? Aang has to learn like the bending. Zuko's on an emotional journey. He has to learn to be okay with himself. Like, that's kind of what the, each of their journeys are. I mean,. They both have similarities, though. Like oh, for one, of course, they both they both want Katara. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, but then okay. I'm sorry. Just the whole Sokka, the whole Sokka arc in this episode is the greatest thing with him being stuck with the little like moose lion cub or whatever. Yeah. All this show Sokka has- the sarcasm guy. This show only has, like, hybrid animals. There's no just, like, regular animals. <laughs> There's, like, yeah. very few, and I'm pretty sure they're, like, all in the Earth Kingdom. I mean, they joke about that later on in the season. They joke about the bear. They're like, the platypus yep. bear? They're like, no, just a bear. No, you mean a moose bear? They're like, no, just a regular fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't know if you noticed. Did you see uh, Haru in the back of this episode? What? What? Did you see him? Come on. No. You're lying. Come on, Eli. Where's I, I, I am lying. I just wanted to give some Haru some clout because I love my boy Haru. <laughs> Come Shout on, out. Eli. I miss you. <laughs> God damn it, Eli. Oh, man. Uh, I, love how, I love how Sokka was like, I will give up meat and sarcasm. He's like, that's pretty much all I am. And that's my personality. And then as soon as Sokka, as soon as Aang showed up, he's like, you got some meat? <laughs> <How do> you <laughs> mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
Um, I also wrote so down, where's the meat? God damn it, you are not blue face. No blue face meat. <laughs> That's our other one. Uh, I also wrote down that uh, Aang and Zuko both had to learn to like accept what's coming towards them and not run away. Because like they both have a real bad habit of running away from their problems. Like, Mostly Aang, but I agree. Yeah. Aang runs away from his problems, and that Zuko runs away from his emotional problems. He doesn't want to admit that he doesn't want to go home. Like he he knows he says he wants to, but he keeps like acting like he doesn't want to. He knows he doesn't, but he just wants to anyways. It's it's I don't know. He's kind of silly. Yeah. I said that's fair. But then I said also that when Zuko goes up onto that mountain, Dolo, and it's the storm, he's like, "Come on, you've thrown everything at me. Come on!" You know, he's just screaming there. Like the hit him with lightning. I was like, damn, this he's got mad Vegeta energy right now. Like, <laughs> like Vegeta does this all the time in Dragon Ball Z. He'll just go off and start crying by himself for no reason. He'll <laughs> be like, what could I be Super Saiyan? That was basically Zuko. I also wrote um, down, uh, Zuko said this a while ago. I don't know which episode, but he says, why does it keep blowing up in my face just like everything does? And I was like, damn, Zuko. Damn. He's going through it, bro. He is. And then, oh man, you not like this next up? You don't like the library? I, I don't either. I like it, but it just makes me feel like I'd, shit. I was. I'm I not did. a huge fan about this one. What? This episode's good, man. This one is actually one of the first ones we get that is because crucial the to the plot. The ending sucks. Yeah, it does. So I like I hate the Damn. other episode that involves this this topic too because it makes me depressed. Same. So, Same. Mm-hmm. So episode ten, the library, uh, they end up meeting this fucking weirdo bitch guy. They take him. He's like, guys, there's a library with a bunch of information, and they go. There's Al. He is the head of anthropology at Bossing Say University. I don't give a fuck what his title is. He dies in like the next episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn spoiler. It's the same episode. He, he dies die. in the one episode. <laughs> it, 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 it does, does yeah. Um, okay, okay. He yeah, you know, die. he just got trapped under, under, you know, underneath pounds of sand. Tons of sand. Who lives in a library under the sand. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Who lives in a library under the sand? <laughs> Bossing State <Say> University. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Professor, my. I forgot your name. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, but yeah, so basically they go there, and then you find out there's a solstice, uh, not a solstice, an eclipse. And when the eclipse hits, firebenders can't bend. That's what you find out. Mm, this is uh, this is information that Sokka wants to steal after lying to the uh, the great owl spirit, who's that- like. I don't let people in here because all they do is steal information for themselves. Yeah, because Zhao was there, and Zhao got yeah. a bunch of info. On like how to fuck up the moon spirits. All my homies hate Xiao. Facts. Fuck Xiao. True story. Oh, sorry. Hated Xiao. Facts. Um, yeah, because he's dead, bitch. Um, hate his spirit. And then at the end of this episode, Facts. fucking uh, Toff. Toff was the only one who didn't go in because she can't. She was it because she couldn't see, or she didn't want to go down there because it was under the sand. <laughs> The she sand can't feel. Yeah, she can't feel in the sand. Yes. But hold the phone. But okay, so sand bending falls under earth bending though, doesn't it? But she can't do it. Though. Right, but there's like right, 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 right. but that is like sand bending does fall under earth bending. Sand correct? would of be course. earth, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know what else it would fall under, but like 
very confusing. Well, yeah. the sandbenders aren't like traditional earthbenders. They can only really bend the sand as far as nah, I was going to say they're closer to airbenders. Because you look at like the gliders, right? I think so, they just use like because the sand's tinier particles than rock, so they can right, fuck right. with like the air too, technically a little bit, a little bit, not a lot, because that's right. how they did no, the gliders. I, yeah. But you, you, it kind of shows that like the earth bending can do a lot more shit than like other bendies can do because they can also fuck with crystals, right? Yeah, I think as we anything saw, yeah. that has to do with minerals and like rock, they can fuck with, mm-hmm. which is like everything, honestly. Because That's we see earth. everything later. outside of fire, water, or air, yeah. yeah. Which is weird that you never see them do anything with like trees, mm. okay? What would what, what would you do with trees, like lift them up and? Smack someone. Who with knows, them. man? It's not Naruto. I'm just, I'm I'm just, just wondering. wondering. It's not I'm wood style. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, also, but they gonna ride the trees like Mary and Pippin? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Real quick. Um, another another counter in this episode. Cabbage. Uh, no blind joke count. Uh, oh. Except Toph makes the blind joke this time. Which makes it a million times funnier when they're like on Oppa and she goes, There it is! And they're all like, Oh my gosh! She goes, That's what it'll sound like when someone finally finds it. She waves her hand in front of her face. That one is pretty funny. But yeah, so Toph's the only one outside. It starts collapsing because the dude's like, Fuck it. You guys keep fucking with my shit. Fuck it. I'm, no one's going to get this shit again. I'm closing it down. I'm putting it under underground. And she starts doing that. Well, then Toph has to hold the, the little exit up while they're going. As she's doing that, Sandbenders pull up to steal Appa. She can't see them because she's on sand. She can't fight them because she's on sand. Uh, well, it's up... not that was, It's not even that she can't see them. It's that she has to make a choice between Appa and saving everybody else. Well, she couldn't well, see she, them also. She, had, she really couldn't see them very well. Well, yeah, she was missing shots at them too, yeah. Yeah, because that's because she just couldn't see them. So she was. Yeah. So she made. She had to make a decision there. She's like, "I'm sorry, Appa." She starts crying. I started crying. Uh, I was like, "God damn it, I dude!" I hate too, this I feel it. And then, and then as soon as Ang comes out, and and Toph's like, "She's gone," and then Ang just instantly just starts fucking bawling. I was like, "Damn, dude!" Oh, dude, he tried to blame. He tried to blame Toph for that. Dude, Toph was right. like, "I was so in your skinny behind." No, Toph yeah. was still like, sad too. Because Toph was still sad too. She was like, she's like, I tried yeah, everything I could. Yeah. She told. So she, she told him. I was like, yeah. it was either him or you. Right. Yeah, she did what she could. Mm-hmm, she's like, mm-hmm. either you guys for sure die in there, or yeah. we can go get Appa back. You know what I mean? Like pr- Professor Kinjapi. Yeah. Fuck the fact that, that he just stayed behind, he was like, look at all this knowledge. I was like, nerd. But then it brings up a ph- philosophical question. What good is knowledge if you can't use it? Mm. What good is knowledge if you can't use it? Ty Lopez. Um. True story. Okay, but the the fact that the spirit cracked two different jokes was hilarious. I don't the remember spirit any got of in. I don't in. remember him. Well, okay, so the, the owl spirit, first of all, the owl spirit got in on roasting Sokka, said basically that he's a moron. I thought that was hilarious. Um... But then he, uh, <laughs> the, the when they were introducing themselves, he was like, "Oh, blah blah blah, I'm professor so and so, head of anthropology." He's like, "We'd love to explore your library and just learn some things." And the spirit goes, "Unless you'd like to become a stuffed 
head of anthropology. And I was like, mm, it's funny and a threat. Solid. But yeah, no, that episode yeah. was just kind of depressing. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Depressing too. Episode like whatever the fuck is also depressing. 11. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. And then 11 is just them in the desert. It has some great soccer code quotes. We got cactus juice. It's the quenchiest uh, friendly mushroom, giant mushy friend. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my favorite scene. That one is legitimately my favorite scene in the entire show. The first time I ever saw that, I laughed for about five straight minutes. And then we got um, Momo, you killed us all. That's my favorite one. <laughs> when, when Momo spills the water, he's like, Momo, you killed us all. And I was like, God damn it. That one's pretty fun. <laughs> he then, plays Momo for uh, this one. He's like, you did it. And so, yeah. So, so then they end up finding the Before they get to find the guy the, with the, the sandbenders, we get a little bit of Iroh Zuko action who end up in the same village as that, that they were in. They go there. Mm-hmm. The bounty hunters are looking for Toph and them or look, now are looking for Iroh and Zuko. They go there. and then, Yeah, that's something we skipped over a little bit. Let me fuck it. It's not that important. Iro, and then Iroh goes, and he starts playing. I mean, you should, if they watched the show, they wouldn't know. Iroh starts playing fucking, he's, he starts going up to this, he's like, man, I get this game of pie show, cuz? He's like, sure. Yeah. And, they, and he's like, yeah, G. They start playing some pie show, they're like, boom, 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 boom. And they're like, ah, White Lotus, welcome, brother. And I'm like, what the, the White Lotus, the fuck? And then they hit that, and they get him in the back room with all the crack. It's like, yeah, we got crack pot, we got weed, we got smoke, what you need, cuz? And Zuko's not allowed back there because he ain't with the shits, you know? Um, he tells Zuko, he's like, nah, man, you ain't the gang. You gotta stay out here. You're normal. And then, you know, they come out and they escape by, you know, sitting in flower pots and shit. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> it was the mention, it was the first mention of the White Lotus, which they don't talk about ever again this season. It's like, wow, thanks for introducing that and just not talking about it. Facts. And Truly. Then, hey, we also get Suki. That's next episode. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, that is next episode. And then that's uh, Ang freaks the fuck out because they find the guys. Toph knows the guy's voice. He's like, "You fucking sold up on you piece of shit." And he's like, uh, blah, 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 blah. "You know." And, you Yo, know, his dad getting mad at him is hilarious. His dad's like, "You cursed us all, you bitch!" And then Ang just starts fucking shit up. <laughs> and yeah, and so then they find out Appa got sold. It's probably in Bossing Se, which is where they're headed. Oh, which ironically is also where the White Lotus is helping. Uh, Iro and Zuko go. Yep, it's the safest place. Yeah, or so we thought. Because episode, the combined episode uh, thirteen or twelve and thirteen. Twelve, twelve and thirteen. Yeah, yeah, because they combined into one episode for some reason. Even though the first episode has nothing to do with the second episode. Sure. Which one is the first? Which which one is the first part of the secret of the Serpent's Fire Nation? Past. Serpent's Past. Serpent's Past. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's okay. when Suki comes to help. Yeah, yeah. that has that's nothing to do confused. with the second half of that episode. No, it hasn't. Yeah, it really doesn't. So I don't understand whether like Netflix combined it into one for like that makes no sense to me. I, the last episode I get the Guru and Crossroads, but this episode makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It should have been two separate because the cliffhanger True. at the I end agree. is that the drills there. You know what I mean? But I'm getting a little too far. Basically, Surfers Pass. Uh, Suki, Suki's back again. They... Yes, we. Uh, yes, and she's looking bad as fuck. I'm gonna keep it real. Um. Wait, right? Oh, 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 gotcha. She's looking bad as fuck in that outfit. You know, no face paint at all. She's looking good. Oh, oh yeah, because uh, the pregnant lady 
yes, pregnant back. lady that we saw in Zuko alone. Her and her husband are back. They have some other random lady with them now. And they're like, oh, you know, um, or because Aang and them were like, oh, let's take the Serpent's Pass. And then they were like, why would you do that? That thing is like dangerous. Nobody ever does that. They're like, well, let's go take this ferry because that's what everyone does to get the bossing stay. Like it's safe. If the Fire Nation doesn't know about it, none of it. And that's where they meet Suki. Yeah, then Suki pulled up on, on Sokka like the dom she is and forcibly mm-hmm. kissed him. I'm just saying, bro, if the roles were reversed and Sokka did that to Suki. All right. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you're probably annoying. You're probably traveling with Avatar. Can we also talk about how Sokka has also collected a harem of bitches at this point? He's had dude, Yue. Yeah. He tries to hit on every chick he meets. It's like, wait, damn, yep. dude. Suki's back. Tyli, Suki. Yeah. Suki, Tyli likes him. Yep. Yeah. He keeps trying There's to fuck all, him, all these chicks. Bro. Yue, rip Yue. And I think it's hilarious later in this episode when the moon, when they're in front of the moon, he's about to fucking kiss her. I'm like, damn, yeah. Sokka. You're about to kiss her in I front of your dead girlfriend? Do it, bro. <laughs> yes. Hey, I mentioned that later. Um, What's Brownie right, points. Just play. Right when, right when Aang and everybody gets to like Full Moon Bay or whatever it's called, is when uh, they show a ship leaving. That's the ship that Zuko and Iroh are on. We're like, mm. and then all of a sudden, this, oh, this motherfucker. Yeah, Jet is back, bro. Why is Jet back? Why couldn't it, it have so been Maru? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they put the other Katara's boyfriend in, but not Haru? <laughs> they put stupid plane, stupid helicopter. Just helicopter because his name's Jet. God damn it, dude. <laughs> okay, but before we get to that, oh. Aang is the whiniest bitch for these last couple episodes. He keeps trying to tell people yeah. not to have hope and faith and shit because the monks told him not to have feelings. It's like, Aang, if you don't stop being a bitch, God damn. He's, no, he'd be like that because he lost Appa, and then he's yeah, just like, Yeah, but he oh, lost Appa, but, but he's acting bad, like an so asshole. has to be bad for you guys, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, because it's bad fight. for him, it has to be bad for everyone else, too. He really showed his age with that. Like, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Bro, he showed a lot younger than that age. Yeah, he showed like eight. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's a toddler. Unbelievable. But he also wrote down, I was like, Sokka has to tell Suki at some point. He was trying to fuck mm-hmm. on Yue right after he had just met her. Does he, though? Yes, he does have to tell her that because he's going to have to explain why he didn't want to kiss her. Because <laughs> the whole reason he didn't want to kiss we'll her because the whole reason he didn't want to kiss her was because um, he remembered Yue being dead. And it's like, well, you have yeah. to tell her that. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. When? Wait, I how? Guess. I'm not trying to do a breakdown of just this a episode. Second. We, yeah, it's just you know, let's just let's just chat. Like, oh, I'm not, but I, I I mentioned that too. I thought it was funny that uh, Toph came in all sneaky with her uh, super rich, famous family to get them all the passes. That was cool. Yeah, she and was like, matter. "I'm the Avatar." She goes, "I see a ton of avatars." And there's like a bunch of people trying to dress like the Avatar. And then she's and like, then I'm the, I'm like, the fucking Bay Fong, and then they're like, "Oh shit, sorry." <laughs> But yeah, and then the so then the surface path part was cool. I thought it was cool how Katara and Aang made that bubble. The big bubble? Yeah, the bubble. And they made that bubble, they're like pew, pew, pew. Yeah. And then the, cool. the snake tried cool. to fuck them up. Yep. And what we get from that is 
all of a sudden uh, Sokka's harem is growing because it looks like Toph likes him. I wrote because then yeah because I wrote down after he after the Toph. <laughs> I said Toph kissing what she thought was Sokka, and then telling Suki to let her drown from embarrassment hit way too close to home. Like it was, she was oh, like, I feel that. She was oh, just I like, let me die. She was like, let me die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toph mm, is feeling. Was... But see, this is what I this is what I have to say, right? To the people who ship Toph and Sokka. You better not be the same people who shit on Ankatara, right? Because it's again twelve and fourteen and twelve and fifteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just fucking yeah. strange. So if you support one, you technically have to be in for both. Or if you support, you know, I don't know. I just you didn't have You're to twelve? Yes. Yo. They said her age back in when they picked her up. His twelve year old daughter. Oh, I don't for some reason I don't remember that. That's awkward. Um Okay. Also, uh, we woo, we woo, uh, cabbage guy alert in this episode. Yep. The counter. series counter is like the six. Six. Okay. So, for the series, six. This is the first time we see him this whole season. Yes. I had it at five in the first. Five in the first season. Damn. Was there five? I only counted like I think three. Yeah, I only counted two. It was this five. The third one to me because Omashu, the pirates. This. Mm-hmm. There was another one after that. Because he's like, I hated that city more than Omashu. Mm. So that was that my one. third. I only remember three in the first season. So, Tristan, either you're looking it up or you're catching way more than I am. Facts. Um, I'm definitely paying too much attention to the, uh, cabbage, the guy. cabbage guy. That's totally cool. I was just making sure you weren't looking it up. Like, I'm like, Jeez. if that if you are, that's cool. I'm just no, 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 no. We're at six so far now. Okay. Um, but then, okay, then my next note is Sokka kisses Suki because he goes to Suki, okay, after Katara helps uh, give, uh, helps the pregnant lady give birth. Um, Sokka walks in and just faints when he sees the baby. That's funny. But then he's like talking to Suki and he's like, look, he's like, I got to tell you, you know, like it's not, it's not a you thing. He's like, I just got some stuff going on. And Suki's like, no, I get it. It's okay. Like, you don't have to tell me about it. And then Sokka just kisses her. And he's like, I like you, though. And then all of a sudden, everything's peachy keen for them. And it's like, cool, dude. So he didn't even have to tell her about you. This man said, I only like you when the sun's out. Come on, man. That's true, though. He said, the moon out, I'm gone, bro. My my, my ex is here. I can't can't do this in front of my ex. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Fast. <laughs> He's just peeking out the window, closing the closing the shades. She's like, "Wow, the moon's so pretty tonight." No, it's not. Nah, nah, nah. Close the tent. Close the tent. <laughs> close that. <laughs> the moon was pretty. The but only light in here is the only light in here is candlelight. No moonlight. <laughs> yeah, facts. Then there's another good joke this episode. When Sokka goes, "It's so dark in here, I can't see a thing," and Toph goes, "Oh no, how scary!" I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, facts. He's like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, and so then, uh, which I think, okay, yeah, then I got to the drill episode. Uh, there's not the a drill is at the end of twelve. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah the drill. We saw yeah. the drill at the end of twelve because Aang was no. like, "Oh, we're at to say I'm gonna go find uh, Appa." Well, and he's talking he's like, Netflix oh, twelve. But they stopped there. the drill, man. They stopped the drill in twelve. Well, he's or talk- thirteen, I guess. Yeah, if you want. thirteen. Yeah, yeah. 
I guess in this double episode they stop it. Yeah, but but that yeah. the drill half is just all action really. There's not a lot of plot. Yeah, it's just a lot of except action. for the yeah, except for the stupid military leader who's like a dumb fuck. Oh, it's impenetrable. And then he gets mm-hmm. fucked up. And then there was another blind joke. I don't remember exactly what that one was. I think it's the one I said that's so dark in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was because that was when they were uh, below the drill. Dude, Katara really sub-zeroed a guy in there. Did you see that part? Yeah. With the steam? With the steam? The steam blush. She she took the steam and she sub-zeroed him from Mortal Kombat. I was like, damn, she sub-zeroed from Mortal Kombat. I was like, (laughs) shit, Zuko Scorpion. (laughs) Angus just Liu Kang if we're thinking about it. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's when, that's also when uh, Jet finds out that they're firebenders because Iroh decides to go, tea hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, Iroh's a fucking dumb fuck. Iroh pointed out that his tea was cold, then heated it up right away, and you could see the steam off the tea. It's like, Iroh, I love you, but what the fuck? Yeah, and that's, never, that's, I mean, that's what Zuko said. He said, for such a wise old man, that was really stupid to do. But for tea. <laughs> no, I you know don't, you're not you supposed know. to cry over spilled tea, but it's just so sad. <laughs> Bro, you, you don't actually ever see him like heating up his tea because he turns around. Because I rewatched to make sure, like, he, he just turns away, heats it up, and then turns back. Like, Jet, like, just kind of made assumptions. He jumped into conclusions. Like, I mean, I wrote at the least, he could have walked away and came back. Yeah, my, uh, that's what I know that Jet thinks Zuko and Iroh are firebenders. No, he, he he more than thinks. I feel like like he does think, but In his like, opinion, he's he knows. Convinced. Yeah, he's convinced. Yeah. He said it so many times. He convinced himself. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's fucking it's crazy. But yeah, they fuck up the drill. Azula and Aang get like a little bit of one-on-one smoke. Aang kind of loses, but he's able to break the yeah. drill though. And then we go into cities of walls and secrets. Ooh, there's a secret society. Oh, this yeah. weird, man. With the, with the, this one was so cool. Yeah, with the federales. We're, I mean, we do get the tour of Bong Yeah, and we see that Bong Sing Se is fucking segregated. Yeah, because you got the weird, Very like, classic. what was her name again? Judy. Jude, yeah. No, it's Judy. No, Judy. Judy, yeah. Remember, because they emphasize the E. Yeah, that's right. I am Judy. <laughs> that's even I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Yeah. Judy. Oh my God. <laughs> it's um. It reminds me a lot of uh, like bossing. Say, it reminds me a lot of India. How they have the uh, the caste system. It's very similar to what's going on. Be careful. Be careful. About to be alienate careful. our entire Indian audience. <laughs> we love you. There's I mean, there's 1.7 billion of them. One thing. But, but yeah, no, we get the Judy, and then we get the Zuko versus Jet one-on-one schmoke. Dude, that was so cool. Oh, man, dude, Zuko was ready, the bro. Jobs at the job. Bro, Zuko didn't give a fuck, dude. Jet thought he was about to piss Zuko off, and Zuko's about to fire Ben. He's like, nah, what's up? I can fight like that, too. What's up? He whooped, he whooped Jet's ass, too. Like, he, he dogged Jeff in that fight. Or Jet. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> bro because he tried to set them up before that too by stealing their spark rocks 
Well, yeah, but I was little, you know, yeah. just jet being crazy shit. But no. He said, oh, our neighbor's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They it's... give us spark crocs. <laughs> but, dude, no, it was hilarious because Jet oh. really thought Zuko wasn't ready for the hand-to-hand hand smoke. And Zuko's like, no, I can do that too, cuz. And they started fighting with it. He stole the officer's swords. Yeah, he's, then remember he took, uh, Jet took one of the swords. He's like, haha, you're not so strong now. And Zuko's like, bitch, I got two. I got another one right here. I got you. And they run the smoke, and then Jack gets dragged away by the feds. Bro, I just, I, I like how this episode ended. Like, the whole episode was kind of creepy and, like, kind of gave it that mystery vibe. But, like, at the end, and they're like, what happened to Judy? And she's like, I am Judy. And they're like, what the Was fuck? that in this one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. at the very end Okay. So, yes, I have a couple other things. I have a couple quotes. Oh, yeah, because they I stuck love. into the place. Yeah. Yes. So Iroh and, and Zuko, when they first get to the tea shop, and Uncle uncle goes, this tea is nothing more than hot leaf juice. And Zuko goes, Uncle, that's what all tea is. How <laughs> could a member of my own family say something so horrible? <laughs> and then later, later when he's, uh, Iroh's like, sick of tea, that's like being sick of breathing. Oh, <laughs> Zuko probably is, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's and by this by this point, Bossing say Zuko's depressed. He doesn't know what to do with his life. He doesn't know where the Avatar is. He's like, man, I'm just all here. he's doing is making tea. Yeah, he's just making tea. He doesn't give a fuck about tea. He's like, man, fuck tea. That's facts. I also wrote down. I said. Mm. I also wrote down. I was like, I'm Judy. No, I'm Judy. No, I'm the real Judy. <laughs> And this is Olaf, and this is Olaf, yep. and this is Olaf. Judy. Let me guess, Judy. Judy. Let me guess, Judy. No, I'm Dai Li. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, the Dai. Oh my gosh. Happy Judy the Day. Cheese, the Beifong cheese didn't work for for Toph and Katara. Uh, I, I hate that guy. Yeah, that oh, dude's like wow. a visor, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. This episode was also. Where we got um, Long Wang? <laughs> Long Wang. Come on, come on, bro. We we get the uh, the comical scene of Toph telling the boys that they're not like sophisticated. Well, we could be sophisticated. And he goes, he's like, Mister Sokka, sir. Uh, like Mister Sokka, Water Tribe, sir. And they start bowing. To each other. <laughs> just that's funny. Each other. I that's just like pure like. Classic cartoon physical comedy that never gets old for me, in all honesty. Uh, and then Katara put Aang in the fields when she dressed it up. And... Mm, Katara was looking fire right there, not gonna lie. Whoa, 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 there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sir. Sir. <laughs> but Inside, she's 14. Sure, sir, she's 14. But yeah, so uh, like we said... Um... <laughs> 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 I also said they're really like gaslighting Jet right now because at the end of the episode they showed Jet in that room with the with the, oh, yeah. with the light. Washed, yeah. Yeah, they're gaslighting the shit out of Jet. <laughs> there's no war here. Yes, there is. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> You're the war. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're keeping a secret from the Earth King. Dun dun dun. Yeah, and then. uh we get to, I think, Tristan's favorite episode in the show. Tristan. Oh, I was going to say, Tristan, you're explaining this one, Tristan, man. This is my opinion, episode. is the best episode of the entire series. 
Overall. I want to know why, so you're going to explain it. Why the tales of boxing say. Don't tell me some. Sp- don't tell me what happened. Tell me why you like it. Why? Well, okay. So it's a little. So this one is no plot whatsoever. This one has absolutely nothing to do with plot. Basically, it's a, it's a side story. Okay. Um, what they do is they break it up into little, like four or five minute clips for pretty much everybody that's there in boxing say. So. Uh, I, I feel like they changed the order. Reek, you'd have to clarify with me. I feel like they changed the order no, that was of the, order. the clip because my brother was agreeing with me. I thought that Iroh went last. No. And we ended on that. No. I don't know. So we start with Toph and Katara. And so like it's just a day in Bossing Safe for them because supposedly they have this month wait to be able to see the earth king to talk to him or whatever and so they're like well you know we can only do so much right now they have no idea where appa is and so toff and katara take their girls day out they go get all pretty and everything the girls make fun of toff and then toff shows them the what's what and then katara's like oh but you're really pretty and toff is like uh i'd say the same but i can't see you so you know whatever for what it's worth um that one's probably the lamest of them all. Really? But it's I okay. actually like that one a lot. I mean, like, this... I'm saying of them all as if any of them are actually bad, you know? The one I hate but the most like, is Momo. Mo- well, at least Momo found the paw print, though. Oh, dude. Um, Momo has the only thing that's related to plot in this one. Yeah, um, I agree. But then we go to Iroh, and oh, I love dude. Iroh's... Dude, it's just a day in the life of Iroh. Hold, in on, hold, on, hold on, man. Hold on, man. I want to it's... talk about the Toph one real quick. Damn. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about the Toph one. I was going to say uh, the Toph. I said the Toph one is cool to me because you can tell that Toph cares about her external appearance, but she literally can't do anything to help yeah. it. Like, she can't do anything unless someone helps her. So, so she has to, like, tell herself she doesn't yeah. care, even though she really does. And so it's like, damn, it's like, damn, it's a real catch-22, you know? It's real sad for her. And I was like, damn, that's kind of sad, you know? Especially for Toph, because she's so nice. Story story. I was like, damn, Toph. Overall, yes. But yes, Iroh, uh, I'm ready for this. Iroh is, yeah. is the best one, 100%. Yep. It's the best one overall for so many reasons. First of all, we see Iroh just doing all kinds of random things, and he's just helping everyone else have a good day. This man tries to mug Iroh. Iroh goes, what are you doing? He's like, I'm mugging you. What does it look like? He goes, with that stance? All of a sudden, he helps this man become a better mugger. Cut to him and the dude sitting there on the wall in the alley just drinking tea. And the guy's like, you really think I could be a juggler or like a circus performer or whatever? And I was like, there's no reason you can't. He said masseuse. Set your mind? Yeah, yeah masseuse. masseuse. Okay, that's what it was. Yes. Zuko's a juggler. But oh. we'll get to that. <laughs> but bro. Yes. Iroh um, has one of the best quotes yes. right there when he's talking to him. Oh, he says, he says He said, while it is always good to believe while in oneself, yep. it is always a pleasure oh, for someone else to believe in you. Others can be a great blessing. Can I fucking yeah, really say just- it? Can I well, fuck so you really just interrupted this man in the middle of a freaking quote. <laughs> Damn oh, man, it, Tristan. You're a dick right. for that. You didn't even get the quote right. Yes, I, I wrote it down verbatim. So, uh, so did I. Bullshit. Somebody, somebody lying. We're going to have to get tough to see which one of y'all is lying. He says, well, it's always good to believe in oneself. It's a pleasure for someone else to believe in you. And I was like, Damn, Iroh. That hits. Really All right, I'll hit. find it. I'll find it right now and listen to it. You can tell me I'm wrong, but that's just the gist of it, man. 
and then we get to Iro. Iro's just, just fucking sad, bro. Like we get to the end, and Iro's like, <sighs> he plays that song for the kid earlier. Remember, he plays the song "Sol uh, Brave Soldier Boy," and then he plays it up at the hill on the tree. He starts playing the same song. He starts fucking crying because you know it's playing it for his son, and then I started crying because he's playing it for his son. I'm just like, bro. and I started crying. It's the saddest thing you've seen. And I'm like, damn, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not, I did not start crying, but I felt it. I it's crying, harder to get it was the same level of emotion when you binge the whole thing. I'm not gonna lie. It, I'm it, not binging. I, I mean, I don't know. We had two weeks. Well, right, but I mean. Yes, it does hit. No, I there's a difference understand. between watching in two weeks and watching in. You know, no, I, weeks. I understand. I understand. And then we get Cabbage Count um, Four. For me, yes. Um, for me, this is seven from Ang's one. Um, Ang's one sucks. That was my least favorite. It, yeah, I don't okay, think it was my that. least favorite, but it was. It wasn't the best. All Ang does is build a zoo. Good for him. Yeah, okay, fuck. and he helps right. the guy out. Now we get to some heat. And Cabbage Guy counters seven. Heat with Sokka. Yes, you're right. You're Bro, right. when Sokka busts in there, he, he Sokka wasn't even doing poetry. Sokka was battle rapping. He went in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Man, he was in there dropping bars on these battle bitches. Battle haikus, baby. They were like talking about haikus. He's like, well, let me show you the strength of street knowledge. He started dropping bars. <laughs> he said, I am not an oaf. And they was like, Ooh. again, nothing happens here, but it was just funny watching Sokka battle rap. Uh, I don't know. And then when he, he really got... out, <laughs> I don't know. He should have been an eight mile. True. Oh, he, he was Eminem. <laughs> Bro, I guess you're right. I should have. I should go back and watch Eight Mile because I could have <laughs> swore Sokka was in there. She wanted the Eminem, so I gave her Eminem and Eminem 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 Eminem. All right, so we get to my second favorite one, um, Zuko's story. That's uh, my favorite. Zuko's is good, bro. Dude, Zuko, again, Zuko's Earth Kingdom Zuko. Poland. Poland. Like, Zuko legit has, like, ten bitches at this point. And so the girl comes up to him. He's like, <laughs> I like how my fa- the funniest thing was, like, Zuko was like, it's like, uncle, there's someone spying on us. He's like, man, shut the fuck up. She like you, kid. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Zuko, Zuko has such little experience with the girls that he just can't even tell when they like him. He's, too, he's always been worried about the honor, bro. He's like, my honor. Dude. Yeah. Hey, but low-key relatable. But the Not date the was part. so awkward, though, bro. Bro, you know what's the start? My favorite part of the date was when they're at the table, right? And then mm-hmm. the waiter comes up. He's like, he's like, oh, would you like something for you, your girlfriend? He's like, oh, she's not my girlfriend. He just walks. The waiter just walks the fuck away. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, he does. He just, he's like, all right, dude. He's like, all right, man, my bad. He's, he just walks. He's away. like, I right, did. He's like, someone get I, the feed the people. <laughs> my favorite part was right at the beginning of the date when he had that stupid preppy haircut, no. and she just goes, "No, nah, I don't want that." Fizzes up her hair, his hair. I'm like, "Good, I didn't want to see that for the rest of the." <laughs> hey, like... my uh, my other my 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 note on this part was uh, girl shooting their shot always goes better. Oh, well, Doug, as well go for you mention anything. Hey, look. Whatever, just because you're right doesn't mean anything right now. Girls shooting their shot is just—it's superior. <sighs> it's breathing. That's facts. All their shooting shot is 
You, I mean, she I don't came know, up man. and asked him out, man. Right, it worked. Careful, we're getting real yeah. incel top beat. Um, <laughs> I read a fan theory, right? About yeah. about oh, the haircut thing, and someone was like, "Iro did that on purpose. Purposely gave him a shitty haircut so that they could break the touch barrier, right? So that she would like purposely mess up his hair because it looks so stupid." Uh, I was like, "Damn, uh, okay." I wish I wish Iro would have done that. Like. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you did or not, but that'd be fucking dope. Like, Iroh's just a G like that. Uh, that would be something Iroh would be smart enough to do. Uh, Iroh's uh, thinking, bro. It took my uncle, t- what was it, 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah, f- I thought 10, it was 10 or 15. 15 yeah, ten, like 10 or 15 to do my hair. She's like, cool. <laughs> oh, bro, when mm. Zuko takes... And then the, she... the gesture with the... Uh... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say when, Zuko, when she takes Zuko to the to the candle place, and she's like, oh, they're all they're all unlit. And Zuko's like, close your eyes real quick. And he goes, he hits, he hits him with the silent firebending. Oh, that was Dude, ice. That was, that was ice cold. He was I know, too cold bro. for that, bro. Just like, That's why this was my favorite, man. He hits he hits that. Super lit, bro. And she was like, oh, my God, so pretty. And then they go for the kiss, and he's like, here's a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle thought it would be a good idea. Idea. I'm like Zuko, come on, man! <laughs> oh, it was like the Sokka and Suki thing at first, but he doesn't actually have a good reason. He goes, "It's complicated, you idiot." Hold on, hold on, but you're skipping. You're skipping ahead. You're skipping ahead, okay? Because after the coupon, they start vibing again, and then she's she's like, "Now it's my turn to you know surprise you." So he closes his eyes. She kisses him. He backs away for a second. He's like, "You know, I'm going in," and then they go in, and then he's like, "I can't do this. I'm sorry. It's complicated." And he walks away. He runs away. All right. Oh, he disappears. Let me let me tell you why. I know exactly why it's complicated, right? I had to think about it, but I know. Katara, I'm just playing. No, because she, he knows that she doesn't love him. She loves Lee, and so he knows that she could never love him if he, she knew he yeah. was a firebender. So he's like, he's he like, knows. so he's like, he's like, damn, I can't, I can't do this because I'm not telling you who I really am. So it's not fair from for you. To, for me to do this, and so he leaves. I was like, "Damn, Zuko, you really a ladies' man like that." Reek, you ready for me to drop something on you, though? Sure, man. <laughs> Lee is the Zuko that Zuko wants to be, without all the expectations of being the Fire Nation prince. Lee is what Zuko has always been, realistically, but because of all the expectations, you know, his harsh upbringing with his father hating him. That's what turns Zuko into what we see from Zuko, like up until this point, basically. But once Zuko hits bossing, say Zuko kind of turns into like, like the Zuko that that we start to enjoy. And you so that's kind of what. Yeah, you got Iro Zuko. Mm-hmm. And so, realistically, he's just afraid that she'll be like, "Oh, you're Fire Nation. I hate you." Kind of like we saw in Zuko alone. Yeah. He's already experienced this hurt of people turning against him just because of that but granted i'm not disagreeing with you that's exactly 100 percent the reason that it's complicated for him i'm just like damn um, Zuko, i feel that it's tough and then we get to mumbo break dancing with monkeys that was fire. <laughs> pretty much that was fire that's bro cool. mumbo was killing it Did you see his head game when he was like boom boom like the boom, boom, yes boom. dude he- i was like okay mumbo yeah mumbo was vibing out there bro he was hitting. He was hitting. He was hitting. The, he was hitting that move with the Egyptian hands with the head. I was like, "Oh shit, moment!" Bro, bro. yes, big time. Love that. And that's and all then, I got uh, Then we see how Abba was taken was, real fast. Yeah. And then 
Appa's last know, day I don't is so s- sad. I don't even want to talk about it. I know. I don't want to talk about the next episode either. Hey, man. They found the. Uh, yeah, I. I, know. I hate animal abuse. I hate fucking people. Who Same. Do that shit. All I wrote down was I said Appa has PTSD now from fire because of the stupid bitch with the fucking flame whips, and then now I said then Appa has to participate in fucking animal fights because he has to fight the porky pig, and then I said Suki's clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also said Suki ran the ones with Azula, and she. I mean, that's you gotta give her respect. Oh yeah, because she's like that's the strongest yeah. person in the show. Yes, um, we also saw like flashbacks from Appa of when he like first met Aang, and you're like, my heart. Yeah, little cute ass Appa. And, uh... Very Yes. Oh, that was a tough Fuck one. that episode. Facts. I just, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to talk. It's about not it, man. bad. Especially... It's just depressing, man. I know, dude. When he gets whipped by the fire thing, man. Fuck I that just, guy. I just cringe up, man. I hate it. Me too. And then we get to some cool shit with Lake Loud guy. Yeah, forget Lake about that one. Loud guy was fun, dude. Lake Loud. That's guy an interesting episode. Lake Loud guy is like dope because it's just like it's just more conspiracy theory shit. Yeah, you know I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Wait, what are you gonna say? He said, "I agree." What? I, 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 oh, oh, I thought you. Yeah, I thought. I sorry, I, I thought you said, "Wait, Reek." Oh no, no, um, no, saying I agree. Okay. Um, we start off the the episode with another blind joke at the expense of Sokka. I love it. Don't um, that. which one? Uh, Sokka was drawing up the posters. Oh, and then, yeah. And he's like, hey, I thought I was supposed to do that. And Toph goes, I think it looks great. He's <laughs> like, thanks, Ty. He goes, you know I hate you. Well, you get the other one of them hanging up posters, and she's like, <laughs> it's upside down, isn't it? It's not even upside down. It's backwards. It's messed up. Everything, bro. <laughs> she's like, all right, I'll go with Sokka. Yeah, and great. then uh, Iroh, Iroh gets his own tea shop, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Most important part of this episode. Judy is back. Judy one. Judy one. Not Judy two. It's like it's like it's like Star Wars, you know, BD one. Oh, <laughs> this is Judy one, Judy two. Uh yeah, no, the Judy's Judy one's back. Uh the Dali are being federales again, running around. Uh they find Jet. They found out Jet got the get out treatment. Uh, yep. He's like, What do you mean the war? <laughs> I've been I've been in living in the city for the past couple weeks. He's like, nah, you've been missing. They interrogate his ass. They find out about Lake Lauko. Zuko finds out about Lauka. Lake Lauko by being the Blue Spirit again. Yeah, Blue Spirit Zuko hit different. To be honest. Oh yeah. Whenever he's the Blue for Spirit, sure. he's just a fucking savage. Oh, 100%. He, he fucked up that stupid. He set up that little dummy too. He fucked that Daily Agent up. Dude, he messed him up hard. He's like, you're going to take me where the fuck the Appa is. <laughs> and then he, they got him. And then he the gets... Oppa. Yeah, the Appa, bro. And then the Zuko gets the there. stupid janitor. Bro. Oh, the fucking... Sni- the, the, fuck that janitor. the janitor was first, bro. Yeah, because Jet, Jet didn't know better, but he actually led them to the janitor. And the janitor was bullshitting the whole time. Yeah. Fuck that janitor. Yeah. All my homies hate that janitor. Facts. Anyway, 
But yeah, so then uh, Zuko ends up finding Appa. Because remember the door opens and they thought, oh, it's Aang. It's like, no, not son, yeah. Zuko. That was cool. So did Zuko just like force the Daily agent to um? Yes. Like let him in? Is that what is that what happened? Yeah, he said he was going to kill him. Remember he had him by the throat. <laughs> I mean, right before he finds Appa, though, you had the, the 50 Judies in the room. <laughs> yeah, getting trained. <laughs> like, yeah, I am Judy. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. True. Oh, real fast. <laughs> Quote from the lame janitor, but he... <laughs> like the janitor was being, you know, misleading and everything, but he hit it with, like, Katara, Katara was like, or one of them was like, don't you have something to be doing or whatever? He goes, oh, I see. No more need for old Sweepy. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> old Sweepy, come on. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But yeah, so then Aang and them get down there. Uh, they fight the Daily agents. They fight the plus with the what's his face. They fight the main Still Daily. Being long shot or there. Well, they don't show up till later, but um, because Jet, because they end up fighting Jet too, because they use they turn they uh they turns Jet into a sleeper agent. He starts fighting them. Yada yada yada. Jet gets fucking murdered. Uh, <laughs> they fucking yeah, hit Jet. Huh. Justin Smeller being Longshot show up. Yeah, after Jet dies. Yeah. <laughs> Not when they're fighting oh! Jet. No. I no, think it's right, right before. Earlier in the episode when they found yeah. Jet. Yeah. Smeller being Longshot show up. Then they're fighting all the Dai Li agents. And Smeller being Longshot are helping them fight the Dai Li agents. And then Long Fang versus Aang and uh, Jet is a different thing. And then Jet dies. Um, First on-screen death. He got one tap. He got one pump. You know how many people we see get hit with rocks in this show and they're fine? Bro. Jet's a weenie, bro. Bro, you can't... uh, I don't know. If you're in a plane and it hits a rock, I think you're done for, man. If you're running straight at a rock and it hits you in the neck area, in the head and neck, and then you do the kickback like Jet did, I think you're dead. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. A lot. People have been hit by rocks so far, and they have survived. I understand, but jets are supposed to be in the air, not on <laughs> oh my rocks. God, dude. <laughs> Can we also talk about how Iroh gave Zuko the disappointed dad speech? Bro, yeah. yeah. He was like, "You need to make a decision." Wait, was this was that in this episode? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was right after because he just like, slammed right his the hand end. down. He's like, "Damn it, Zuko! What the fuck are you doing here?" And he's like. Uh, yeah. nothing. <laughs> so, oh, wait, wait, how did Iroh get there? He followed him. He's been, he knew yeah. he was the blue spirit. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, I wonder who the blue spirit is. Yeah, because a mask is right there. Yeah. He's like, all right. Oops. He's like, yeah, and that's when he threw it in the lake, too. Yeah, he's like, what no, are you going to no, do? No, he did that at the end. He's like, that's what, what are you going to do at the end of the episode? Yeah, he threw it in the lake. Well, yeah, at the end of the episode. My favorite that thing about Iroh. What? Nothing. Go for it. Iroh quote. Yeah, no. That, at the end of episode sixteen with Lake Bow guy. Yeah, uh, the very. That, yeah, that's when he throws it in the lake. Yes. I, I assumed we were at the lake because that's when Iroh's talking to him about making a decision. Yeah. We yes, I thought you meant like when Iroh first found him, though. Oh no no no. Okay. But yeah, so Iroh, so then Iroh's talking to him. He's like, he's like, you son of a bitch. And he, the funniest thing is, like, Iroh's like, what the fuck are we going to do with it? What are you going to do with the bison? 
He's like, you gonna bring it back to the tea shop? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, what the fuck's your plan? And Zuko's like, I, I didn't think that far. <laughs> <laughs> you never do. And he's, and he's like, and he's like, Zuko's just getting laid into, and Zuko's like, man, fuck, I never seen Iroh <laughs> mad at me. Yeah, facts. And Iroh's like, you let that fucking, you let that bison go right now, or I'm spanking you. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and so Zuko let him go. Mm, big choice. Also, when Jet dies, we hear Longshot talk for like the first time. And it's like, oh, you made him talk. Something big happened. He just told him to go. That was all he said. He said, go. Yeah. But he said something. That's the point. Also, how fucking strong is Appa's head? Because, like, Bro, they had those stone walls, and he just yeah. bulldozes both of them. He also has the horns to kind of break stuff with. But he didn't hit him with the horns. He hit him with the fucking, was, his flat head. I was about to say, dude, the horns, like, his horns should be bent. Like, after that, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, he just, he, he really just got shit on. And man has a metal school. Facts. Something I like that. Because he was way too strong. Yeah, as soon as I saw Momo go up in the sky, I was like, oh, it's Oppa time. And then Oppa came down, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very happy after this depressing episode. God, dude. Not not a fan of those. I know. Oh, yeah, I was like, Oppa just handled Long Fang. That was hilarious. And then we we get... excuse... I was say we excused Tristan's recording in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you tell something changed with his audio. Yeah, I heard some echo. I'm like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Hear him wash his hands. I'm like, hey. I was grabbing some water, homies. Uh, so then, right. <laughs> so next episode, basically, is them trying to fight with the Earth King. About you know Long Feng being a you know a snitch as a bitch, mm-hmm. and they're trying to prove it, and you know they can't, <laughs> and then they finally prove it at the end, and then you know yada yada yada. Yeah. not a lot happens other than that. To be honest, it's just it's just them trying to prove um, it. Oh, that was the one where the uh, the Kyoshi Warriors. At the very nope, end. that's not yet. Yeah, at the very, at the very 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 the end of the episode, they all welcome the Kyoshi Warriors, but. This is the episode where Zuko starts. Zuko gets like super sick. Yeah. Um, like Appa, he let Appa go, and then they get back to Iro and uh, Zuko get back to the apartment, and Zuko just like passes out. Um, yeah. And this is where like he's really going through that uh that kind of change, you know? He's hitting his his point. It's like, what's going to happen? He's all sick, he's having fever dreams, going back to uh, the past again and whatnot. So this episode was kind of weirdly lame. It all happened. It's it's very weird because the last episode was so actiony, and then this yeah. episode's not. It's just like very it's just much a, character. Yeah. It's just the Earth King. Like that's the character. Like they're trying to really sell like who's whack. Yeah, they're trying to sell the long thing is bad thing to the Earth King. The and Zuko's episode. sick, and then Zuko gets healthy by the end of the right. episode. And right. he's all happy. I uh, say so he has those dreams and self fulfillment, like the the good dragon and the bad dragon, and um, and Azula versus Iroh and that kind of thing. Yeah, and then he like being, gets being happy. the dragons. By the end of the episode, he's happy. He's he's you know he's helping Iroh with the tea and stuff. And he's right. like, smiling. He's smiling and shit. I was like, aw, bro. Until Katara had to ruin it. Zuko's a good guy. Yeah, she come into the tea shop and 
I mean, I know that's not this episode, but like she had to ruin good tea making Zuko. That's what I wrote down too. I said Zuko's finally happy just serving tea with his uncle, and now Katara wants to fucking snitch. I'm like, come on. But yeah, so that's that episode. Not a lot happens. Then we get to Guru. Guru. Fuck that guy. Fuck the Guru. Why? He's kind of Guru's like you have to let go of your earthly earthly emotions. I'm like, bitch. Even Iroh tells me, he's like, I'm not getting rid of my emotions. He's like, you shouldn't get rid of emotions. Yeah. And look, I'm trusting Iroh over some bitch-ass guru. Look, everyone, especially Aang, is misinterpreting what the guru is trying to say here. No, he's, there's, no there's no misinterpreting. He literally said, let go of your earthly possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means, like, don't attach yourself. But, like, Aang is just, like, the problem is that Aang, like, himself from that like not that he has to just forget about katara completely and never talk to her or see her again he says you can't love her that's what everyone believes though that's what ang is acting like it is is like he has to just never see or talk to katara no that's not the whole point you can't love her that's the whole point you can't love her what's the point you can't love her (laughs) right i say that's the chick he loves like why would he give that up it's either that or die, basically. Not really. What? Not really. They need the Avatar state to control it. Right. He can't be in the Avatar state. He's gonna get rocked. We've seen this time and time again. I, I, say, I feel like master. the only the only part of the that first part of the episode, if you want to call it that, that I actually enjoyed was the uh, development of Toph and how she can uh, metal bend. Yeah. Yeah, metal, that was, metal, metal that bending cool. Toph because she developed her own style of bending. Because it was when yeah. the guru was talking, he's like, he's like, even metal is just refined earth. And then you see Toph feeling out the the earth pieces in the metal, and she goes, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, Toph, beast. Okay, Toph, we see why you're the strongest. First one of her kind, first metal bender. Yeah. True. Yes. Um. Sorry, my comments on Aang and not opening that final chakra was that he was just being a big old uh, HD. In, in front of just himself in that case, because uh, so, he can't. He told him you can't no. love people, you can't love. Yeah, someone. like that's. I don't think that's being an HD. I think mean, it's just like he's like, well, I'm, I'm taught to love people. Like the monks even taught him that. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm. Sorry. Dude, if if Iroh says this right, Iroh beats the guru. Yeah, so... Iroh says to love people. I'm loving people. Right. Okay. What the monks taught him was to have love for people. Tristan, which decision would you make? In that situation, if you're the Avatar man, you got to make the right decision, not your own self. He's decision. still super powerful without it, though. He just needs help from other people. Like, yeah, you might not have your Super Mario power, the like, star power up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, he's really are... to fulfill his responsibilities as the Avatar. But that's all I'm saying. I understand. That's but the straight up truth. Like, he's not being the Avatar there at all. He's being a kid. Okay, which I get, he is a kid, but like he riddle me he this Batman Avatar. Shit. Okay, I can't argue about this because I'd have to bring up like Korra stuff, but it's just I don't I can't even argue with you. But just fuck it. <laughs> like, sure, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Avatar I say just it, in my opinion, this being the first time I've seen any of this, like I haven't season or book three or Korra or anything. Like I just feel like he made the right choice. I do too. Like, even with even just based off what so far, he's telling him to trade in his ability to love. Right. Like it's like okay, well I'm not gonna do that. 
I'll say, is it selfish? Maybe, but it's also wise. Like, I don't know. Again, I trust Ira. Right. Oh, 100%. But, like, and, yeah, okay. Funny story. Let's skip ahead a little bit then. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not skipping ahead at all right now because I'm still talking about it. I'm saying that, dude, you think of the Avatar, right? He, if he masters all four elements, right? You, you think of that. Nobody that else has even mastered two, right? So right. you should already be the most powerful. You don't need the Avatar state to be more powerful, buddy. You okay. just need you. You just need more than just yourself. Like mm-hmm. obviously, he's not going to be able to take over everyone just those four elements. But I'm saying if he masters all, which I mean. The next book is fire. I'm assuming I haven't really looked at it, but like, if he masters all four, he's already the most powerful being. He's already he's mastered three, kind of. Like I don't know because like literally like I know I agree with you like because every time he learns a new element, his power jumps like hard. Like it's not like a right. little bit. He jumps hard because you remember when he just had air, he was good, but he wasn't like dominant. Like he still struggled with Zuko back then. You know what I mean? Then he learned water, and then Zuko wasn't really shit to him anymore. Then he learned Earth, and now he's competing with Azula, who's the best fire, right. pure firebender outside of Iro. And so it's like, damn, like you know what I mean? It's like shit. Like yeah, ang ang, just with each element he gets. So just think about the jump when he has all four when he gets fire. Finally, he's gonna be able to fight back with Azula with fire. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Okay, so it's not. I don't get what you're saying because I do get what you're saying, and I agree with it overall. I'm just saying that he's. In my opinion, he's being stupid about it. Um, not that I don't get why he did it, but I think he's being stupid about it. Um, and so this is where we get to the point at the end of... Like, we get towards the end of the season. Katara gets captured. Zuko gets captured. They get put whoa, in the whoa, same whoa, place. Whoa, 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 Dude, you're whoa, skipping. Whoa, skip whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. Right. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. What did I skip? You guys really need to cover okay me first off all right they were flying on appa to go drop people off or something and toff was hugging on Sokka's arm the whole time did you notice that i did not yeah toff was just holding onto his arm because it was when it was the beginning of the episode when uh uh toff or uh Sokka didn't have or appa didn't have his saddle so she was holding on to the Sokka. As that was her excuse to hold on to Sokka. She was holding on to. I was like, mm. I was like, right, that was cute. That was cute. Then I wrote, and then before you know, Katara gets captured. Wait, this is after. Katara oh, you're gets right. I see that now. You're right. This is after Katara gets captured. But yeah, no, that was important. Yeah. And then Kyoshi's was was important. And then we see Azula. You know, she's tricking the fucking Dai Li to make them play into her hand when they think they're getting the upper hand. That was dope. Because you see Azula, yeah. Azula is younger than Zuko. So she's like, Zuko's 16, so I assume Azula's either 14 or 15. I'm going to assume 14, so around That's just wild. Say it's 14. That's wild. She looks like she's like 20. Yeah, I know. She's younger than Zuko is. And so she's only 14, but she's outsmarting the best strategist in the Earth Kingdom. It's like, damn. I, I was going to say, before, uh, before Zuko gets captured too, you get, uh, you get Iroh coming to, with uh, Toph. Do we? Or, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right Iroh comes to the Avatar's yeah. house. Before Zuko gets captured, yeah. Oh, that's right before he gets captured. Because, yeah, because yeah. I wrote down, Zuko wanted that one-on-one smoke. He was ready. Oh, yeah. Zuko was sick of it. He was like, no, we're running the one-on-one. I challenge you to Agni Kai. She's like, she's like, 
get that shit out of here. Like, yeah. I, so I don't want it. She's like, you think I give a fuck about honor right now? Bitch, I'm trying to win. She's like, no. And the dialy just fucks him up right away. Yep. Just clamps his hands to the floor and he's fucked. If only he could, you know, oh, and then we get Iroh, Iroh, oh, bro, what Iroh says, he says, he says, do you know why they call me the dragon of the west? I don't want to hear some anecdote, uncle. He's like, it's more of a demonstration. He just fire breathes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Iroh's a savage. And he did it with teeth. As soon as he said that, I was like, no. And he used tea to do it. And so it's like the I whole... Know, that's why he bro. likes tea so much. He used tea to create that fire breathing technique. So cool. Oh, man. Iroh's dope. <laughs> this is literally my favorite character by far. Same. <laughs> Iroh's far and away just goaded. And it, it makes me feel so bad for what happens later to him. Um, And later in this episode, it happens to him. I was... I, was, I it's kind not, of got chills, not so I'm not going to lie. No, that wasn't, that wasn't a spoiler. It's just, you know... <sighs> how Zuko does him at the end of this episode. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so then Zuko gets captured and he gets locked together with with Katara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then I wrote they down... Start stories. Yeah, Katara starts talking shit to Zuko. She's mm-hmm. like, fuck you. You know, blah, 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 you're a bitch. All this stuff. And Zuko's just taking it. He's like, yeah, I know. I am a bitch. You're right. <laughs> and then... She's like, she's like, he's like, you took my mother from me. The Fire Nation took my mother from me. And then Zuko goes, I'm sorry. We have that in common. I guess that's yeah. something we have in common. And I was like, ugh, Zuko. Zuko's been game. Dude, that was fire. It was, dude. And then it cuts away to fucking Toph mm-hmm. getting loose. Sokka coming back from his dad. Aang coming back from the guru. <laughs> I would say by that time, they're all already back. But... Well, yeah, Aang picked up Sokka. Oh, yeah. yeah then Iroh, I, yeah. It's, that's... That's when they're fighting in the palace, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and freaking. <laughs> that's when she said to Sokka, "She's like, oh, it's like we're dancing." Yeah, and she's, just, she's trying to dodge it. <laughs> Tylee, Tylee. Yeah. Sokka was hitting the moves though. He was trying to dodge. He's like, uh, uh he was popping, yeah. locking. He's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I was like, okay, okay, Sokka, you got this. <laughs> but yeah, no. And then when <laughs> I loved it when Iroh showed up and they're all freaking out. They're like, I know. Toph, why are you friends with him? He's like, he's like, I'm here to save my nephew. And, and then all that. He's like, oh, I brought someone that could help, by the way. They're like, what? He's just a dialing agent tied up. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so funny. He was just trying to help, too. And they're like, stoned. <laughs> yeah, they're like, poof. <laughs> Get stoned, kid. We'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Aw, dude. And then. Uh... Such a. Man, the so fight scene was so cool. It was. And so then Aang's on his way to Katara and, uh, Katara and Zuko with Iroh. And you hear them talking. Then Iroh, that's when Iroh tells him, like, you know, you made the right decision, in my opinion. You know, I think you should keep your emotions, you know? And uh, yeah. then you see you see Katara. Katara, man, Katara was ready to give it all up for Zuko right there. She's like, look, I got this spirit water right here. I'm willing to use it to save you to look pretty because I love you. <laughs> Damn. She was ready to waste that spirit water just to make Zuko look prettier. Come mm-hmm. on. Come on. Tell me she's not into the man. That's facts. <sighs> so good. And that's why I ship Katara and Zuko. <laughs> Zutara is the way to go. Zutara? Zootopia? Zootopia. <laughs> good movie. 
Oh, bro. Oh, my God. I skipped the Ira quote, bro. Ira quote. Aang was Uh like, Toph says you give great advice and killer tea. And then then Ira said, the key to both is proper aging. I said, ugh. Facts. Ugh, Ira. (laughs) That's my guy, Ira, right there. Yeah. And then we get the fights. Bro, best part of the fight scene... Katara loses her stupid hair loopies. <laughs> the hair loopies. She, she just got let. She lets her hair down finally. She lets Yo, her hair down. Katara is terrifying. Okay, I was, I was not. I was gonna say. I bro, was ready. Not. I was nervous. I was ready to cut the episode again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tristan. Okay, I agree with you. That's why y'all are stupid. <laughs> But yeah, then the fucking Aang busts in, and then fucking everyone busts in right after that. Aang, who knows three elements at this point, still getting it handed to him by Azula. Okay, but before that, can we talk about how Aang instigated a fight between him and Zuko right away? I know. Right away. Because he was touching up on his girl, though. I know, he was touching on Zuko's girl. It's like, get off her, Aang. And then <laughs> And then, then Aang talk shit. I forget what he Ooh, said. I think Aang was like, what the fuck is he doing here? I'm like, Aang, if you yeah. don't stop. Aang, he's just he's just getting Aang, Aang's just jealous, bro, because he knows Zuko's oh, gonna take 100%. that hundred percent. Zuko's got what he doesn't. Think about it. Everything. Think about okay, let's think about it, think about it, right? Think about how many boyfriends Katara has, right? Yeah. Think about how many girlfriends Zuko has. Mm-hmm. How many girlfriends does Aang have? Bro, she, he got that. He got that girl in the with the water. May or the uh, the eight year old. Uh, yeah, he had <laughs> May, and then he had all those girls in Kyoshi Village. They didn't love him. They just wanted his clout. But he still got girlfriends, though. Not really, though, because Zuko had you, girls. You, you think Jet loved Katara? No, he was mad. That's what I thought. But Katara yeah, exactly. loved Jet. All these chicks, all these chicks at the at the uh, Kyoshi Village were just macking. But on Aang, Aang. but Aang didn't even like, but Aang didn't even like them, right? At least, at the least, Katara liked Jet. Katara okay, liked fair. Haru, right? Aang didn't even care about them. He just wanted oh, clout. Oh man, why'd you have to bring up my boy? And, and Katara, it's already bad enough. I didn't get to see him. Katara dug Zuko, and Zuko was digging Katara back. You could tell. It's like we've we've both been hurt, and they were. It was like. It was like the weekend said. And messed up the whole thing. It was like the weekend said. He's like, bring your love, baby. I can bring my pain. Zuko's bringing oh his God. pain. And Katara's coming with love for him. Hey, and then Zuko sides with, uh, not Katara. I mean, he was already siding with Katara. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You skipped a step. Zuko sides with Azula. You skipped a step. I busted. What on earth did I skip this time? You skipped the Iroh getting trapped in the crystal. You, you skipped Iroh and the crystal. Yeah. Because they hit Iroh with the crystals, and then Azula's like, it's your choice. I mean, she walked away, remember? And then, He got locked up. Yeah, one let him out. And then Iroh was like, Iroh was like, I was like, Zuko, make the bright decision, please. Do it for us. Spoiler, he did not. He didn't. And then he comes out. He's like, oh, shit. He comes out, and he starts helping. At first, he shoots one at Azula, and he's like, oh. Zuko's about to help Katara and Aang, and then he mm-hmm. looks at Aang and he fires one at Aang, and you're like, the whole crowd goes, "No!" <laughs> I know, dude. I was so let down. I was like, "Yes," and I was like, oh. 
He looked like a savage too because he ripped his sleeves I off. No, bro. He had the muscles out and everything. He was ready. He was in his firebending stance. I was like, oh shit, it's about to. Nope. <laughs> No, so disappointing. So then Aang is getting the work because he's meh at the moment with all his bending powers. But he's getting absolutely handled by Azula and Zuko. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh Zuko so is fucking then, him up this time. Then what happens is um oh, you know, um Aang lets go of his earthly attachments because that's what he has to do to win the fight because without the avatar state he can't do what he needs to do and he finally realizes that like i told you guys no he okay and lets that go he lets it go he goes okay i can handle letting go of katara for right now because that's what i have to do that's all he had to do originally but he just now realizes it again after getting his butt kicked some more because bro, that's what bro. always happens Somehow, right after he gets a whooping, he understands everything. You mean Katara after... was killing it with the octopus, bro. You mean after he gets jumped by 75 Daily agents? I was gonna say, man. Katara was holding her own with the little octopus, eight-arm, water-freaking-bending You made it seem like it was because he was getting washed by Azula and Zuko. No, they were doing fine. It was a good two-on-two up until yeah. bitch-ass Daily pulled up. Yeah. They had like 75 dudes deep, which goes back to our point. He can win every one-on-one until people start trying to jump him, like 80, 100 to 1. There was a Avatar State. I don't know, man. Y'all want Zuko and Katara ba- so bad. <laughs> I want Angzula. Yo, stop. <laughs> the fuck? We're stopping right there. <laughs> We're stopping right there with that None train. That. that train is not going any farther. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. But so Aang realizes what he needs to do finally, unlocks that chakra, comes rising up out of the crystals all glowy, just super awesome. He's in the avatar state, and like he doesn't even get to like present himself in the avatar state, say some really cool, like deep voice avatar thing. And Azula's just like lightning in the back. Yep, I don't know Pretty what much. the fuck Aang was thinking. Like, he just comes out, state. he just comes out like they couldn't fucking see his little tent. Like... Yeah, dude. I was gonna say, man, just because you're—I don't know. Zilla was probably timing that shit. She was doing the whole lightning dance and everything. She's like, "Come out, bitch, come out!" She's like, "Bow!" Yeah. As soon as she got out, it just tapped him. Yeah, he was stupid for that. And then let he pulled the. Here's they just let everyone go. Well, he he pulled the. If you die in the Avatar state, you die in real life. No, you, the the Avatar cycle ends forever. Yeah, yeah that too. I'm just saying, like. They said it's super dangerous and stuff. Yep. And so mm-hmm. he gets hit with the lightning. He goes down, down goes Frazier. But then, out of nowhere, comes Uncle Iroh, the dragon of Peace. the West. He comes out. He's like, go. I will hold them off. And he starts fighting 75 Dai Li agents, Zuko, and Azula. Something Aang couldn't do. Come on, with man. elements. That's what I said. He's not the strongest. Yeah. Um, and he starts whooping ass, and then, you know. We don't see what happens, sadly. But get... then, oh, because at the same time, uh, Toph and Sokka had gone up to the uh, the Earth King's like big room or whatever and where his throne is. Body tightly in May. Well, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. 
Toph gets Ty Lee while she's trying to do some gymnast stuff because they caught him by surprise. And then I made a note about how May literally just never cares most of the time. She was just like, eh, go ahead. Well, that's her character. That's the point. Yeah, I know exactly, but it's just hilarious. She she didn't even put up a fight. She was like, eh, just take him. <laughs> I'll fight you guys. I like it. I also wrote down uh, that Zuko was fighting like a beast, though. Like, uh, he wasn't just doing normal what he normally does, which is fire blasts and the kicks and stuff. Like, he made those fire whips, remember? And he oh, was yeah. Using those fire whips against her. He was using all kinds of different moves that he never really uses. And it's like, damn, it seems like he's got a power up this season. You know what I mean? He's more confident oh, in himself. Sure. Even if he's fucking yeah. up. No, I totally agree with that. He definitely seemed like he got a little boost. He got he got some PEDs. Yeah, he got PEDs. They're gonna have to test him next season. They're gonna have to nerf him next patch. <laughs> They're gonna have to nerf him. <laughs> My God. Yeah, but then they even, buffed him. Even after all that, Zuko is like regretting it after that with the Zula. Remember, he's talking yeah. to Zula. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's all depressed, and she's like, "Oh, you made the right choice." And I'm like, damn, dude. But my uncle. Yeah, his uncle. I betrayed him. No. He... <sighs> you know, he betrayed us. He betrayed you. Basically. Yeah, right. And then we I see do. the season end on them all, uh, the whole gang plus the Earth King flying away on Appa. And Katara this time smartly uses the spirit water on Aang instead of, you know, Zuko. Um, and Aang kind of like stirs a little bit and then just passes back out and uh, all of a sudden Azula has control of Bossing Sei yep because she has the Dai Li well yeah control the Dai Li control Bossing Sei they said <laughs> dude she really told freaking Long Fang she said you oh. know where you belong you know, what, you know what exactly what she said to him I wrote it down because it was too far oh cool go for it he said he does uh Long Fang or whatever he said, you've beaten me at my own game. Azula said, "Don't flatter oh. yourself. You were never even a player." I was Dude, like, "God I damn!" No, she hit him hard. You weren't even a player, cause she's fourteen. You getting fucked up by a fourteen-year-old? There's some elite trash talk in this show. Azula's said, elite trash talking. Bitch. Long Wang's got to be at least fifty. True. Got fucked up. So this begs the question: What did you guys like better so far, book one, book two? Two, easy. Book two, easy for me. Book two is an easy like eight, eight and a half out of ten for me. I was, yeah. Um, I haven't seen book three yet, but just man, I came in like my rating probably went down just talking about it because honestly, like I came off like obviously off of book two. I came off the last episode being the last thing that I watched, and I'm like, oh my god, it was so good. And then as we talked about the whole season, I'm like, I, you know, I should probably calm, calm my rating down because I'm like nine and a half, nine and a half. And after we talked about some of the, some of the other episodes, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm gonna bump it down to a nine for me. The early episodes hurt this season. A lot. Yeah, yeah, it, I it, agree. It, it definitely. Like I said, six and up. Boy, is that a oh, fucking yeah. fantastic season? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, holy shit, this show is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I just, oh man, I want to watch season three so bad. Hey, man, we can, hey, look, I'm willing right yeah, here. Yeah, two weeks. I got, I'm ready right here live. I'm willing to push Jane Doe back a week if we want to watch book three now. 
dude. I'm down. Let's do a vote because I want to watch a book three right now. Same. Do so you guys want to switch up the schedule? We'll do Jane Doe next week. What we do? So do we want to do back to back binge plus to fix the schedule then? Or are we? We just might have to the- for the boys. So I think this would be perfect. Yeah, I was gonna say this might equal out perfectly, honestly. Yeah. So. So I don't know when the boy or the boys will be um, releasing. Well, both think. Uh, I think it's September fourth. September fourth. So, so this episode comes out the twenty seventh. Uh, the next. So yeah, this episode comes out twenty seventh. The next episode will come out the third, and then mm-hmm. we'll have one, two, three. All right. So then we'll six. Three episodes. We have three episodes in between. Um. The next uh, Avatar and season one of binge, of the boys, so we could okay. do two binge pluses and Sense Eight, or we could do Sense Eight and then two binge pluses. Either or. I would say we will. Uh, we'll, we'll figure, figure that out. And we'll let you guys know. We have confirmed here live, book three next week. So I look forward to that for Fuck sure. It. Fuck it, we do it. We'll do it live. We do what we want. Facts. Binge Plus, hey man, you know we love Binge Plus here, but fuck it, when we got a show this good, we can't wait two weeks, man. Oh, for sure. That's why we. That's why we got this. You know, we do this. we we do this for funsies. We don't do this for the. You know, for the for the structure. <laughs> I was just gonna say, man, when you got shows as good as this, like you said, gotta fix up the schedule. When you got shows as good as Shooter, you gotta combine season two and three into one episode. We got rules. <laughs> fuck them rules. <laughs> exactly. We made we the make rules. The rules. We, lo- yeah. we lost it a member a couple, one episode ago. We were four of us. Now there's three. Fuck the rules. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we, st- we still alive, though. True, oh, man. This has been something. Dude, I, had so a, I, I love Avatar so much, man. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to say cross platforms. Uh, we thank you. We're almost. We were getting close to a thousand total plays, and we just appreciate everybody who's been watching. Facts, dude. If you watch the show, we love you. If you listen to this whole episode, we love you. If you follow us on any social media, we love y'all. You can find us at Instagram. Binge, oh, is it Dub Binge Boys on IG, Eli? I believe yes. so. So it's D A B I N G. It is Dub Binge Boys. Oh, no, yes, that's right. Twitter is just Binge Boys at Binge Boys. Yeah, it's B I N G. B I N G E B O I S. Replace the Y in boys with an I. Guys, I love so, Avatar. <laughs> this this is definitely got an eight point five for me. So good. I would say this season is yeah. definitely a nine or a nine and a half for me. Uh, I would say I put a nine. I'm gonna stick with a nine for it. Even like when... the... go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say comparing it to other TV shows. Like, I don't see many TV shows that are like better than this honestly there might be like one mm-hmm. that i've seen that's like an absolute 10 for me um maybe two but it's so i mean yeah the, uh, even as even the adult, episodes for me are entertaining that's a fact even the bad episodes are good even but even as an adult this show's still fucking great oh yeah that's what i'm oh, saying yeah. dude this is the first time i've seen it at 20 like and their stupid jokes are still hilarious. Oh, they're super funny. And the themes. The lemur is earth. The lemur is airbending. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I'd say even the themes hit harder too. Like some of the themes, uh, like the sexism, 
the oh i agree the letting go stuff like that like some of that hits harder as an adult than what as a kid exactly yeah, you didn't realize it as a kid necessarily it's just bad because as a kid like you can put yourself in the fields with katara now you can't be caught doing that tristan facts i would never <laughs> i'm just kidding but still tylee we need a real life tylee <laughs> hey. anyway uh katara if you're listening tristan is single uh this was released um, in 2000 this is 2007 so i know katara's of age now hit up tristan Facts, facts. Oh, <laughs> Haru, I hope you're homeless because my boy Tristan is getting it. And I'm just saying now, okay, so okay, since so the end of the episode, we can talk about the whole season, right? Yeah. Do you honestly support Katara X Ang so far? No. No, it's stupid. It is. He's Ang- fucking twelve, dude. Yeah, I don't like Ang. That's not even my issue with it. Ang is just stupid. I see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Angus is just stupid, though. Katari, Ang- I don't know, man. Katara's wifey material teen. Like, Ang, Ang should go back to freaking Kyoshi Village and pick up one of the toddlers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. But de- I definitely, I definitely think Zuko Katara would be cooler. Oh, yeah. They're, Absolutely. They both have hurt. They're both older. Bro. They're both royalty. Get this, Get this right. They get together, and then Katara's grandma and Iroh get together. <laughs> <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said, "I'm, I'm gonna get you this necklace." Man, the I'm... one other note that came up throughout the season was older women calling Iroh super handsome and being like, "Oh, you gentlemen or whatever." Just like all the older women flirting with Iroh. Come on, I love when I, I love when Iroh's just like, "You're so beautiful." These um. <laughs> women to these women your beauty is like a spring flower coming <laughs> at just the right time and they're like oh really wow that's not cool. so bad yourself handsome like oh my gosh dude i love ira i wish he was like my dad or uncle or something bro oh, facts dude he has so I much i had an ira so <laughs> i know man Iroh the goat confirmed. But the thing is, the more Iros you have in your life, the more Iros you have to lose. Right? Say something right. like that. Dude, right, though? You've got to think about it. The more good people you have in your life, the more you lose. Sorry, this is turning into a feels podcast. And we're not. If you go first, they all have to deal with losing you. Oh, man. That's, that's just... Right from the heart, bro. <laughs> because I love you. So you don't have to deal with losing anyone. The thing is, man, I'm gonna watch season three damn well knowing that my boy Haru might not make an appearance, and I might have lost him forever. <laughs> <laughs> I need him in book three, so I'm I'm hoping the gods decided to put Haru in in book three. Do not spoil, but I need him. You need him. I need him. Book three. I get this. Damn, I'm so excited to start watching it. I'm excited for this now. Yeah, I could just jump right into it instead of waiting a week and then jumping into it. I know. I don't have to kind of make down. a hor- make a horror film last. I don't know. We apologize in advance for next week's what you've been watching. I'm sure you'll just be reeked again. Oh, we'll just skip what you've been watching for a little while. I say I can I can start up some new stuff, but. 
Don't feel like you have to force because if you force yourself, it's not going to be as fun. That's I'm, true. I'm getting there. I mean, I'm getting there. Don't worry. I'll have some new material for that soon. Just to say, usually, y- usually this is the kind of convo we have after the podcast, so we appreciate you guys listening to our bullshit. We're just vibing, bro. And we're just, we're just, yeah. But I guess after that, we will wrap it up. Say so, quick shout out again to BNH, Brian, and Hayden for the intro song. Appreciate them. Uh, we don't have any social media to link for them. So if you want to get in contact with them for intro beats or anything like that, contact us. We'll get you in touch with them. They make fucking fantastic beats. If you heard this one, this is just one of three samples they sent us. They make so much good quality stuff. It's very impressive for how young they are into the game. Oh, 100%. It's it's great. Yeah, you'll see them top DJs here pretty soon. They've already performed at clubs and stuff, so look out for them. Yeah, man. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for next week. So thank you for watching. We have been the Binge Boys. To let you know again, my name is Enrique. I'm Eli. And I'm Tristan. And thank you for watching this week. Goodbye and catch you next week. <laughs>